we sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We ain't talking about the game. What are we talking about? We're talking about practice, man. Knocked away by Cheeks and a steal. Cheeks will use up the clock. What's good, y'all? Uptown Tone back, season two, episode seven, four, four, four podcast. Nice, nice episode. It's All Star. Uh, it's All Star Sunday, actually. NBA All Star Sunday. I got two great right. guys in here with me today. I got cousin Cliff. Y'all know cousin Cliff. And I got a new, I got a new host to the show who comes very highly recommended. Man, he's a sports guy. I hear he's a longtime caller, longtime listener of the, uh, of the fanatic and all kind of things in the city. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my guy, Claude Robinson, man. And thank you for coming on and being on the show with us, man. Well, no doubt. Appreciate that, man. You see the bat signal up behind me. I heard you need I some help. So I had but, uh, to jump, you know, and they put the call out. I'm here for y'all, brothers. Peace. What's up? Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Definitely. Definitely got that bat signal up. That's a nice you one. There you go. I know right. the super, super villain might there. feel some kind of way about that down there. No, but you know, you know what's on. You see up. You know what's on. You know what I mean? It's a yin and yang thing. I'm good with that. You know what I mean? But before we get in, because we got a nice, uh, we got a nice docket today. A lot of, a lot of uh, good stuff to talk about. How y'all feeling, man? Corona's out here. I always gotta do my men's health check. See how my guys is doing, man. During this craziness. Man, man I don't know if you've been out and about or whatever. Yo, the city's open. Yeah, it is. <laughs> they talking it is. like it ain't. City is open. It's, it's, yeah. and it's crazy too it's because crazy. Yeah. it's, it's, it's like, come on, man. Like this is, this is. There's no, it's nothing really changed with the Corona. News besides the people who need to make money saying, All right, enough is enough, man. We opening it up. Texas didn't have enough. Texas said, We don't even want to see that mask no more. We don't even want to see that damn mask no more. Come on down. We just had the snowstorm. Right. How about that? You think it said eight inches of snow and couldn't survive, and you want everybody to come on down. You right. No, I'm good. Super good on that. I don't know about y'all, but I had a bout with that corona, man, and that shit ain't no joke. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, and I ain't had it nowhere near as bad as most. So, I, you know, God willing, mm-hmm. I'm here to talk about it. You right. know what I'm saying? But even the, the, the part that I had that had to deal with it, me and my lady, that shit ain't no joke. So, I ain't yeah. been playing with it yeah. from the rip. I don't care if they saying it's open or not. I ain't cool to exactly. everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, that shit slow down for real. You know what I mean? Exactly, man. And, and even when they say this, this shit slowing down, it ain't slowed down. <laughs> it's not slowed the fuck down. <laughs> right. Fuck that. Right, man. Same right. boat. Same boat, Cliz. I had I lost taste. Didn't really have like no effects, no issues, but I definitely lost taste for about I say 11, 12 days. Mm-hmm. And everything was just cool. That's yeah. it. But like, yeah. Mm-mm. No you know, I was down. I was down legit. Like niggas talking about that joint like the flu. Nah, I ain't want to hear that, dog. That was a flu times two to me. Like that joint right. had me down. Yeah. I mean, sick Word. stomach. You know, just this fatigue, fever, all that, man. It luckily it didn't mess with my lungs like that to the very, very end. I started having problems like losing my breath, just doing little simple stuff. But God willing, I had to go to the hospital when I got through it. You know what I'm saying? And yes, that, I ain't playing. I, I'm already about to take my second shot of the vaccine now, man. So I ain't even I messing that. around at all, man. Like, I, I ain't hear No doubt. Yo, God is good, man. God is good, bro. God is very good. That's yeah. what it is. If I got, 
Any listeners out there? We got any listeners out there that's feeling froggy. Hopefully, y'all listening to Cliff and Cliff's testimonials with this thing and, and thinking twice about your movements out there, man. Because a lot of times it ain't about you. You you may be the strong person that can deal with Corona, but you also may be the agent that's passing it on to somebody else. So that's what I always think about. And why I just I be chilling, man. I'm only going to uh, imperative places only, and it ain't no more than five people where I'm going to, and I'm and that's once a week. The pod. Like, so. But yeah, man. That Cavalier shit I was talking. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we got got a bunch, a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. Yeah, we're gonna start with basketball, and then we're gonna let Cliff um give his much anticipated because you know all the listeners is waiting to see what you got to say about Carson Wentz. We've been we've been we've been keeping them dry. We gave uh we gave P his chance last week because I know y'all the two people that they wanted to hear from, dog. My bad, I missed that, man. We gotta accept that back up. My bad, I missed that. I'm actually glad that you missed it because now the fans get to see your beautiful face, cousin Cliff. With the, with yeah, the nice, the face of a brick. You know what I'm saying? The face, the face of a brick. Appreciate that though. The face right. of a fucking living brick, man. All right, so look, let's jump right into it, man. Um, the All Star Game is tonight. Uh, I know that we had conversation about this on previous episodes. You guys weren't on, but I was a part of the uh, people saying that this is something that we really didn't need. It felt like it was rushed. It felt like it's very heavily, uh, monetarily. Pushed. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. So just um everything that you guys have seen since the all-star game has been said is gonna be it's gonna happen since you've seen all the injuries, since you've seen all what's going on. And now that we have the latest news that our beloved Ben and Jojo will not be playing because of contact tracing. Just give me y'all thoughts on that, man. Like just just y'all final thoughts on this all-star game before we before we get into all the fun stuff. Just give me how you feeling and what what what's what's your post on it. Where you at, Clint? What you got, brother? Listen, man, I just think overall, man, it's corny. Like you said, money-motivated idea, yep. for sure. You know, you're yep. risking people's health and well-being just for some – and they try to – and the thing that pissed me off a little bit, they try to hide it under the guise that, oh, yeah, it was benefiting HBCUs. You know what I'm saying? And get you all, all black power, you know what I'm saying? And, and get Talk everybody all in like yep. it's, not, it's not about something else, you know? And you're putting people at risk, and unfortunately, you know, Ben and Joe – had to try to get a fresh cut to go down there and it wound up contacting Corona. You know what I mean? Right. Coming in contact with somebody who had Corona. So, I mean, I mean, you know, God willing, they, they cool and this don't derail our season too much, but it's bigger than that. It's bigger than basketball. You know what I'm saying? And, and for the whole time during the whole Corona, it's been an issue with Atlanta specifically and Georgia and their lax rules on it in general. You know what I'm saying? So you bring all these people into the city because everybody's still partying. All the clubs are still up. And, ima- and imagine the exposure you're going to these people when they go back home and go see their people. So I just think it's corny. I think it's false. You know, unfortunately, I'm a sports fan, so I'm going to check it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it wasn't necessary, straight up. Right. And, and it's just it's just unfortunate. So hopefully everybody make it out safe. Hopefully you know, it spiked too much down there and these people don't go and, and, and take the stuff home to their folks, man. Cliff, how you feeling? Cliff came with it on that one. Right. Uh, I mean, we we've spoke about this, and I don't want to say nauseam because that's a pretty big word compared to this, but it's definitely money motivated. It's monetarily driven. Um, I think that basically the NBA is just trying to re up. The price of Brent went up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. From the wire, the price of Brent went up. They rushed everything last year by forcing those games in the bubble. Everything, everything was expedited, 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 expedited. Now it's like, yo, we got to pay this money back to Marlowe and them. You know what I'm saying? If they front <laughs> us to work on co-signing, we got to get this money right back. And I think that's all it was. Um, 
I, you know me, I tend to think about things a little differently. I think that most of the players weren't really hyped to go there. So, like, it's like, oh, I, t- I got the bid? No, I'm injured. I don't want to go, like, yo, I don't want to go to Georgia. I don't want to meet a bubble again. I'm yep. cool. We're just getting back to playing at my home stadium, yep. back to talking to the people that work in the facility. I can be around my teammates. I can talk to the coaches. There's a lot of moving variables. I, you know, it's the NBA. Um with Ben and Joe, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a nigga in the supervillain right now. Why is you niggas trying to get cuts? Ain't no bitches. Y'all, y'all not going to be around no joints. Y'all not going to be around no joints. You're going to be in a bubble locked up in a fire. No. They down. My it. job told me I had to go out of town. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I'm seeing some footage. They I'm down seeing it. footage of that. I got mad footage. It's mad wheels has been broken into. It's yo. Yo, it's you crazy. Seen the, it's nuts. Yeah. Did you see the Gilly video? The Gilly video where the niggas said, yo, I'm paying 1500 for this hotel room. It was niggas in the lobby rolling dice. Like 20 niggas. Whole yo, dice wild. game. It's, it's just like, yo, word? Yeah, I'm good on that. They I'm said, good. Yeah. They said the NBA had to send out 200 cease and desist orders for, for promoters putting the logo on the party flyers. <laughs> Wait, it's up. What do you think up. was going to happen, though, bro? Like, what do you think was going to happen? It's All-Star Weekend. People dying for takes, fam. I've been to All-Star yeah. Weekend. You know what I'm saying? So you know what it's like. Everybody, yeah. every doggone groupie in the world is migrating their yeah. way down there. Every fella, yeah. every fella trying to look for a chick to get down, they going down there. It's plenty of all the robbers and the major thieves, they down there. You seen yeah. cars on bricks down there, dude. <laughs> I, I you know, just seen cars playing. on bricks. Brick, bricks. All of them. That's yeah. a big Crazy. fact. Yeah, it's, the it's the more. The, the more concerning part for me with this is a few weeks ago or close to a month ago, remember the mayor of Atlanta? She said, yo, please do not have this game. Right. You, know, you know what I'm saying? We we, we appreciate the financial that's going to come with this, but we'll be good without the financial. We're worried about right. the people. And right. that goes to show you again, to Cliz's point, that this is all money motivated and financially yep. driven for the evil empire. That's yep. all it is. Yep. And, and you're putting your players, you're putting these young men at risk because these yeah. are young millionaire men that are brands, their logos, they they know what it is. They young and millionaires. It's, it's allegedly the top 24 you have in the league. So we don't need a breakout between these 24 people because it's like, damn, what's the league? It's gonna like? shut shit down. It's right. gonna shut shit down. Because 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 remember, Lou Will, infamous uh lemon pepper Lou, you know what I'm saying? He couldn't stand, he couldn't stand the motherfucking bubble. Yeah, so saying, you really you really think games. you're gonna have them niggas down there? No, right. no. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna go bust these moves and look at these cheeks. I want some. I want some Waffle House. I'm gonna be amongst the people. Right. Come on, man. Right. Right. Come on, man. Mm-mm. All right. So, so moving out of the negative connotation, is like Cliz said, we are fans, <laughs> and that's why we have a sports show, and that's why we're here today. Facts. So let's turn into fans and not and, and I'll, let's take our politic our political hats off. And uh, so we got it. Um, I always start with Sixers talk, man. So of course we just said Ben and JoJo not playing, but um. When you think about the All-Star game, you think about halfway through the NBA season. And what I like to think about is I like to think about uh, preseason awards. So I like to think about halfway through who, who, who's, who's at the top of the running for these awards. Uh, the awards I think about in my mind are MVP. I think about defensive player. I think about rookie of the year. And I think about six man. Most improved is kind of, I don't know. For me, I, I look at so many people in the league that could be most improved. I don't like when they give most improved to some people because it's like, damn, that bull was like, Two points away from that last year. How is he? You know what I'm saying? So most improved is a tricky one. You can can give one. I'm not really worried about it. You know what I'm saying? But how y'all feeling? I know um, we watch a lot of basketball here. Cliff, I know you more of a football guy than a basketball guy, but I know you in tune to the basketball and everything that's going on. So you've seen enough 
Yeah, you right, but you and listen, and I think this year, I think you've been tuned. Even if you're in tune with the Sixers, we got some awards coming our way. At least I, we we need to have some awards coming our way. Yes, we do. Yes, so I'm going to start it because time. I got it on the docket right now, and I don't care. I, you you right. two better be in agree uh, in, in agreement with me. But I got Joel right. E M V P. We changed his last name. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! But 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 JoJo, I know I was one in saying um, I've been I've been highly highly critical of him and Ben the last two years, even so much Excellent. so of um I'm on air and I'm not afraid to say it of last year, just with Brett Brown and the whole situation that we were in. I was telling people like Cliff likes to bring up <laughs> Cliff likes to bring up when he when he says stuff. I was saying all last year, look, if given if we had to choose between them, who would you choose? And I'm on I'm on record of saying that I would choose Ben over Jojo because Jojo just seven foot and just the shelf life of what you have historically with seven footers. And he wasn't showing me this Jojo. This is the Jojo we were begging for him to be. So I thought that mm -hmm. something drastic was going to happen this year if we didn't go in the in direction that we went to. Cause I didn't, I didn't have faith in us getting Doc Rivers. I didn't have faith in any of that stuff. The way that we just kept throwing money at Brett Brown and we kept, we kept uh, 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 scapegoating for him. But once Brett Brown went out, once Doc Rivers came in, and then I laid my eyes on this guy, this seven-three behemoth that we've been asking to play. And he, the, the thing about it is, he hasn't taken away from anything that he loves to do. He loves to put the ball on the floor. He still does that at a high level. He loves to shoot that ball, shoot the three. He still does that at a high level. You feel what I'm saying? He has just adopted this dominance about him. He has just come into knowing that I'm seven-three, three hundred. And it's like Holy zero shit. other people Holy in the league at that time. Holy, Holy. Playing lights out. I mean, the 50-point games, the 40-something-point game, and games that matter, too. On all that talk is going about me and Rudy Gobert and all this. Let, let, let me dead that right now. We ain't even going to continue that. All right? Feature out on this game. Watch how I do. Um, that's Thanks. how I feel about JoJo. Where y'all at, at in the standing? Because that's my MVP. That's where I'm, and that's where I'll start. You just doing JoJo's MVP, high MVP right now just MVP? Just okay. MVP right Look, now. I'm in a, I'm in agreement with you and Joe. It's, I think it's it's not even a question right now. I mean, I think Harden deserves some credit, you know what I'm saying, for with the way he's playing and changed his game around because he's passing at a crazy rate with his assists he's getting right now and, and kind of playing secondary to Kyrie and Durant ain't playing right now, but really facilitating that team. I'll give him some credit for that because he looked washed in the beginning of the season, but it was obviously right. because he ain't care. You know what I'm right. saying? So he's back on his thing. But uh, Joel is the most dominant figure in the NBA. I think he's the most dominant athlete we've probably seen in Philadelphia since Will Chamberlain. I honestly do. And look, and I'm and I, I'm going to touch on a couple points you said. A lot mm -hmm. of people talk about, you know, and you just said about how he's playing last year and how he's playing previously. And a lot of mm -hmm. people don't know, uh, Joel Embiid, I think he's more judicious with his shots now. You know what I'm saying? He's being smarter about when he takes yep. his shots. Yep. He's not getting those quick jumpers, some quick threes up that just irritates you. And he's not shooting eight or nine of them a game. Sometimes he did last year too. So I think that the, one of the things I, I, I attribute to the Sixers change <laughs> this year has been is a lot of people putting on, on Doc Rivers and he deserves a lot of credit for it, no doubt about that. But I think it's been a culture change. You know what I'm saying? The Sixers come from a place where it's though They've been, they came into a losing situation, both these young boys, Ben and Joe. They came into a team that was supposed to lose. You had no veterans and no, no veteran present. You had a rookie coach. You had no idea who was in charge. Is it first we had, then we had the whole thing with, um, what's the guy's name? A uh, Colangelo. 
you know, and, and then and then when once he's gone, is 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 Elton Brand in charge? Is Brett Brown in charge? Who? Nobody knew what's up. So now we got Doc Rivers holding it down. We got Maury holding it down. We got a very solidified front office, and that has a lot to do with the whole culture change of the Sixers, you know. Right. And I think it's maturity. You know what I'm saying? These boys are young boys. So, yeah. you know, you can look at all the best players and ain't nobody really coming to the league just winning like that and, and really leading teams to this point. You know what I'm saying? So I think it comes from just getting ace. He had a baby. He got he's more focused now. He's obviously mm-hmm. more driven. He's focused on his and being in shape. And I think all of this is just leading to him being able to produce consistently. You know what I'm saying? That's what it came down because he had great games. He scored like 40 on uh, on Milwaukee last year on Christmas on Giannis, and we won that big game. So you know he can do it. He's called himself, I'm the best player in the league. He said it before. He had the talent, but you wanted to see it more consistently. You wanted to see a more driven. Like I, I compare him to Joel was a little too much, you know, playful, a little too much to White Howard, not wow. enough Shaq. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, though, these both are playful characters, but Shaq knew how to get busy when it's time to get busy. And I think mm-hmm. that was the White Howard problem for a while. He just played around with just, just goofy too much. And sometimes mm-hmm. you got to be serious. Like, these jokers know I'm nothing to be played with. And yep. I think Joel just took it to the next level. I'm proud of his growth. I think that um, Doc Rivers holding these dudes for accountability. Let them know what it is. And I think he's the MVP far and above. I, as much as I said, I want to give Harden some kudos, but Joel was the MVP, no doubt about That's it. That's a fact. Cliffy, baby. No doubt. I agree with all three of you guys as far as Joel Embiid is the MVP. Clear cut, concise. You brought up a point and said that, like, yo, 7 3, behemoth. Nobody wants no problems with what he's doing. I believe he scored more 40 point games than the entire NBA. Yep. Like the players in the NBA. Yep. I think one other player has done it more than him. I forgot that stat, but it's a random crazy stat. This kid right. finally clicks. Right. Um, I think with Joel Embiid, to both everybody's point, shout out to my man Tahir. He said this in the summer, and I was a little negative because I'm like, yo, Jones, I thought all, all this other minutia doesn't matter. He has a son. And, you know, it's not being sexist or chauvinistic. He has a son. He made a statement and said that when well, my son is of age and my son's going to go back and does his Googles, he's going to know his father was the MVP and right. the champion. So he's right. thinking macro versus micro, which is yep. my legacy, my legacy mm-hmm. with Philadelphia, my yep. legacy as a Sixer, my yep. legacy in the NBA. So for me, Clears hit the point and says, yo, it's, it's, it's the approach. It's where we are right now. He is the process. He always was the process. Right. And the way this kid is playing, we're seeing the process. It looks like the process is, is, is coming to fruition. For, for, mm-hmm. for not to be ironic or to be cliche, but mm-hmm. the process is it's looking really good right now. Um, it's definitely all about Doc Rivers. You know, we talked about that nauseam. Uh, the, the episode where you talked about Ben, you want to Ben over Joe. You know, it's something about a seven-footer pause. They're like, yo, y- y- yo, we haven't seen anybody do anything that this kid can do since Shaq, since a young Shaq, mm-hmm. the Orlando Magic Shaq that could run, rip and roll, and do everything. Uh, but with Doc Rivers, I mean, just like like Clay said, it's an overall culture change. You got to think about everything. We talked about this on the last episode I was on with Fofo. It's about the identity. And with the Sixers, we lacked an identity. So what right. do we do? We got a basketball guy. Daryl Morey said, okay, I'm going to let Elton cook. I'm going to let you cook. But check this out. If, I, if if this is the head, I'm the brain. Just trust in what we're doing. Josh right. Harris, all the people, Michael Rubin, all the powers that be with the Sixers. Finally, we got a guy that understands basketball. And mm-hmm. I hate to play. You know, I'm, I'll be the supervillain here. I hate to say it, but we got a black coach that can talk to black players. Nah, you can't never hate to say that on the full, full, full. You can't never hate to say that on the full, full, full. <laughs> I've been your age. You ain't been my age yet, young man. Listen to me. You want to win? I'm going to tell you everything you need to do to win. It's on you. 
if you don't, yo, I, I'm, I'm a, what do they say? You can't, if you can get a horse to the water, you can't make them drink. That's I'm right. going to get you where you got to go. If you yeah. want to drink, that's on you. So for me, I think that we have a basketball guy. We have, yo, we have a basketball. Yo, we have and a basketball. Don't forget Doc got a great stab too, I was man. Going to say, yeah. the stab. With Jaeger, with Sam Cassell, I was just going to say that's my next point. We have an overall basketball franchise now. Everybody knows something about basketball. They've played, they've coached at a high level somewhere. That that translates. That translates, period, point blank. We understand, okay, hey, we need depth. Let's go ahead and get these guards can knock these shots down. We're going to tie into the defense. We're going, you're going to see a lot of things on the back, and it just wasn't there. There was white noise at some point with Brett Brown. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. He did a great job. He, you know, he was hired not to succeed. I think we all realize that. Brett Brown was not the coach to get us over the hump. That's he right. was there to to, to 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 groom players, find players, put in position, and we'll figure it out. But right now, I agree with every with, with you two gentlemen. Joel and B's the MVP, but it's not even close. Not even close. I don't even want to put no bad juju about the kid. Just, just, <laughs> right, right. No, real shit, real right. shit. Because we're from Philadelphia, man. Dumb I'll shit happens to us. Dumb shit, you, man. I'm, Dumb I'm shit. in agreement. I'm in agreement with you, dog. Dumb I'm shit. In a, I am in total agreement with you. I do not want to slab rock this? this at all, man. Like, <laughs> what was this? Two or three years ago, we had we had them. We had the Toronto Raptors. He went to go see Trevor Noah and went to the fucking R bar. He don't drink, but he just stayed out too late, got a bug. We won the game. We had the back-to-back. We win the back-to-back. We beat Toronto. We go to Golden State. That's a chip we win. Clay goes down. Durant goes down. We win that fucking chip. That's why I'm saying, yo, it's Philly. The gods don't fuck with us in some in some areas for some reason. The, the basketball guys, the football guys don't fuck with us. Right. But like, like we talked about, the Sixers were my dark horse. Yo, man, we looking good. And Doc is just, yo. And the cool thing, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm being long-winded, fellas, with the tangent. The cool thing for me with Doc Rivers is, is that he hasn't had the coach yet. If that makes any sense. We haven't, like, that game against Utah, I think he might have had to dip in his bag a little bit. But we haven't seen him literally get in his bag. Like, yo, what are they doing? Read and react? Okay, let's do this. Yeah, now, now you're going to see why I'm the coach that I am. Watch this, yeah. y'all. A lot of them games that I think a lot of the games that we've won against the top players are they are his wins for me. They are Doc Rivers' okay. wins. That's the that's the clear difference. Like when we went and we, I, I feel like we beat uh, the Nets one of them games and uh, yeah. we came back. Those games be Doc wins, and you can clearly tell, man, because he do certain things. Like he uh, he he don't. He don't do the the Brett Brown. All right, uh, two minutes left in the third. All right, this is what's supposed to happen. Like he he's ever watching the game, game in and game out. If Shake is rolling, he gonna tell Steph. He gonna tell Seth, stay close, yo, stay close. Got chill. I was about to put yeah. you in, but stay close. I want to see what I want to see what Shake is gonna do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so moving talk. right, moving right along uh, to my defensive player. My defensive player of the year is Ben Simmons. Um, ben Simmons. As, as of right now, the guy's lights out, and this is this is what I've been talking about. Um, about Ben Simmons, period. Like, I've been high on Ben Simmons since he's been in the league because I feel like I like to think of myself as a basketball guy. I like to think of myself as a student of this game, and I'm a forward thinker, and I, I understand how this game today is being played. So all of these things that I've been saw in Ben Simmons, he's been doing. You just can't hang your hat on him when you're losing. Like, nobody really cares. And you seven foot not putting the ball in the hole. But when you sub some of that garbage out that we had last year, you get a couple guys in here that can put the ball in the hole. Yep. When you put when you put the when you take the focus off of Toby in that contract, 
Because when you when he signed that contract, you want Toby to be that guy. You want him. To, that contract says he gives you twenty five points and a lot of other stuff a game. That's what the contract say. And I know when he signed that and he seen how we was treating him, he was feeling that. But now that you got JoJo doing what he does, now that you got a couple shooters in here, now that you, now that now that it's spread, the the the, the pressure of the Sixers is not on because I hate the way the NBA goes because you get a guy like a LeBron James, you get a guy like a, a Kevin Durant, and you see that they have no problem carrying their team. Now, all of a sudden, to be on their level, you have to carry your team. And I don't know what happened in between 18, uh, the 1800s and now, but I always thought that basketball was a team sport. Team game. Right? Team sport. <laughs> yeah, crazy. We all like team sport, team game. No yeah, doubt. So, we all so think now, about that. That, now that they have kind of got that focus off the process, and it's kind of spread. We know JoJo leads us. We know Ben is close and toe behind him. But this whole pressure thing, everybody has the responsibility that, that, that we're banking on. Nobody's just like, oh, well, our superstar is going to pick that up. Well, our superstar is going to pick this up. No. No. Because uh, as I get into this next conversation about the piece that we need or any trades that we need to make for the deadline, as we can see, we're not a team that can have not one of these people sit down any games because we turn into a completely different team. Yep. And that's why yep. we need another piece. But so far, Ben is my defensive player of the year. Ben guards one through four, and it's the way that he does it. Like you have to like this, like you have to know this game of basketball to appreciate a Ben Simmons. And that's why people talk so much shit about him, is because they don't know nothing about this game of basketball. They don't know ball facts. They don't know, Big they facts. don't know they don't know nothing about it. They know nothing Big about facts. it. They know nothing about how he makes every single person on offense and defense think twice about whatever it is they did the night before against somebody that wasn't him. I sat there and watched how Dane Lillard can't get lanes on Ben Simmons. It don't matter if he getting on the first move. Seven foot and I move like I'm six foot. I'm going to rec- that's like that's like that's like having Dion at your cornerback. You seven foot. You don't care if he gets beat on the first Dion. move. He's going to recover. Right. He's I'm going to stay recover. with you. Facts. You know Facts. what I'm saying? I'm and then when you got seven foot wingspan, it's like the things that he makes people do, the the passes, the pick and roll things that they like to do, and they throw the lob up. You don't see many lobs getting thrown on the Sixers because you can't throw it. You can't throw it when a seven footer in your face and a seven footer is behind him. You can't do it. Yep. You can't do Big it. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And making a lot of stuff, he makes a lot of stuff hard out there, and he plays hard. He plays hard. You can tell he really fucking wants it on defense. He gets the howling. He, he gets the flexing stuff. All yep, that confidence yep. and swag that people want him to see on offense, check him out on defense. Check him out. He, he's check doing that. Out. Facts. Yep. He's definitely doing that shit. Check yep. him out. Check him out. That's ben nothing. Defense ain't nothing but effort. Play hard every play. When he drafted him, he said, "Mr. Play hard every play." And every fucking every play, season, man. Straight up. I remember that. Yep. I remember that. Cliff, your, your hey, defensive Cliff, player of the year. Oh, oh, Cliff, you go, Cliff. Who's your defensive player of the year? Um, yo, it's going to sound like I'm like I'm I'm just jocking, but yo, nah. this is a Philadelphia sports podcast. You don't have to leave with those caveats, this is, man. This is this is this is where we were. The last conversation when it was Prez and Mike, and we were talking about the whole James Harden. Why I didn't want James Harden with the Sixers? It was like, oh, we got to trade Ben, and I'm just like, look, I'll take the 24 year old kid. That does A, B, and C, but he's exceptional at defense versus the guy that puts the ball in the bucket. I'm okay. I understand he's a get. I understand he gets buckets. But well, what what Ben Simmons is doing? That is effort and mentality. That's something yeah. that he. That's something yes. his pop put in there. No. That's yes. something he wants. And for me, with basketball players, I don't. I care about offense. That's the lead. But on defense, that's nothing. Again, effort and mentality. And his that's mentality is no, nah, nigga. No, you ain't doing this. You're not doing this. There was a play. There was a play uh, uh, in Phoenix. No, uh, uh, fuck Utah. 
He denied the entry pass coming on the right side, cutting through the foul line. Denied the pass. JoJo got it. He ran. He passed to Ben. Ben muscled the fuck out of Joe English and puffed it. And I said, that's what he, that was created through defense. He created that play. And all I said was like, yo, if he does this four or five times a game, I'm cool. Yo, he's, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. If you go back and watch that Utah game, he, it's a dunk. He just floored Joe Ingles, like move. Yeah. Straight up shoulder and just dunk that shit. Out the way. Mm. Yep. Off the defense. Yep. Yep. Uh, he he's the one. People talk so much stuff about Ben Simmons, and I've been like you, Tone. I've been a Ben Simmons fan from the rip. He's the for a person that can't shoot. Y'all want to so much. Everybody want to paint about. He's the one person that every one person on this team. I mean, of course, and B that every team is game planning against. He, every team is game planning against him because of how dynamic he is on defense and in the That's open court. And how to try to deny he leads the league and assists to three pointers. And we're not going to talk about his offense. Let's focus on his defense. He leads defense. the league in deflections. It ain't about just getting the steals. It's making people second guess everything they do on the court. You're not getting passed on without a pick. You know what I'm saying? Great because, point. like you said, Tony, he can recover. So if you get past the first move, he's right there on you. Can block it from behind on the blind side block. You know what I mean? His defense, he's sticking the best offensive player. Ever. Yes, he is fast. Every night. Great point. And, and all that Great talk, point. the only person that's close to competitionism, if you want to say anybody, is Rudy Gobert. And you saw what Embiid did to him. So he's <laughs> out. And Ben strapped up who? Who did he strap up that game? He got kicked out the fucking game. Ben strapped him yeah. right up. What oh, you yeah. talking about, Ben? Get out of here. He strapped him right out. Yeah. So before we leave that point, why you touched on that point, Cliff, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the crying. That Utah did after that game, that Mitchell and Gobert, they both sit up there and left all these statements. Everyone hates us. We're a small market. Y'all lead the t- league, and y'all the best record in the league. They called that foul. He had him in the air. He needs them sideways to get an extra foul. Like, come on, you talk all the fouls. They was chasing. Should have called more fouls on them down there on them beats. So, so come, give me a break. Stop the crying. You were frustrated because that boy locked your ass up. You yep. had to shoot thirty three <laughs> shots to get thirty four yep. shots to get something. Yeah. Yeah. So don't get out of here. Yeah. That boy is a beast out there. The regardless, anybody yes. give him credit. Everybody know where Ben Simmons at. Every time he's on the floor, no doubt about it. So that's the defensive player is nowhere near close. Right. Damn. Yeah, man. That game, he had – you could tell he had some with him because he was, he yeah. was ragdolling Rudy. It wasn't even just – Yes, getting, he was. Like, it's getting moves off on the Joker, and then it's ragdolling the Joker mm. down there in that – yo, he was yeah. – it was looking ugly for Rudy down there, dog. Like, I'm all for players getting their money, but it's no way in the yo. world Rudy Gobert should make more money than Joel Embiid. You bugging the fuck out. So it's only thing. I know. It's, it's, remember, it's, it's, remember it's, it's, Black experience. Panther when Killamonga said? That's how I was thinking. This is your king? That shit was beautiful. That was Hilarious, beautiful man. watching. All right, man. So we're going to switch. Yeah. Rookie of the year. I because I also want to do, I also want to do a small caveat. I see you got the Perry. Yeah. We, we need, we need my, to check Perry. Yeah. Tony need to check. Fo, fo, fo. I'm saying worldwide. We need to check. Yeah, mine's not, mine's not a pure. I'm not, you know what I mean? I had a long weekend. <laughs> I'm not, it, it might look like T, but it's a little, it's a little darker than, than T. You know what I'm saying? All right. No, at least we no all, we all on the same, same accord, though, man. Let's, let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's do that, man. <laughs> 
Uh, rookie of the year, I can go first. Rookie of the year, I think it's another slam dunk, not even close with Melo Ball, I think. You know what I'm saying? I think Ball is, is killing it right now. That boy averaging 16.6 six rebounds and one and a half steals a game. Got in that. I mean, he took, he was doing a lot of this stuff off the bench. He just started. I was starting. a bench. I was just about to say, he just like, started. So he just became a starter. Got, Jordan finally hit one. That ball going to be a problem. He going to be a problem. Clay's on it. You gotta give you it to him, man. So I think that's a, it's an easy argument. He can shoot the outside, Jay. Yeah. He little, he little erratic a little bit, but that's going to come. He got that size, man, and that handle, and he's always looking to yes, pass. So I love him, man. I like yes. him. I think he's going to be real good. I love definitely him. I always, here. No question. I always love an opportunity to ask, where are all y'all motherfuckers that was hating on Levar Ball? Where are all y'all Yo. motherfuckers that was saying, Yo. oh, he's exploring his kids. Profit. Oh, he's, oh, he's doing no, he's all of this. They is oh, real not. quiet on the home front right now. I know yep. that. Shout out to young uh, young Mello. Shout out to old Mello. I don't know if y'all saw that this this uh this weekend, but I mean this week, but it was a lot of talk because Mello star uh, Lamelo La star is rising. Oh, he, he has a lot of mellow, yeah. right. He has a lot of mellow in him. He does this after every three. People mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, he needs to get his own name. Oh, he needs to get his own celebration." Anybody who know Uptown Tone know I'm a mellow guy. Did you see what my OG did, dog? First of all, he balled out against him, and then he told him, yeah. "Youngin, I need that. I need that jersey. I need, I need that, that jersey." Yeah, yeah. Went on the microphone Facts. and told the media, "Listen, y'all might as well just get used to having another mellow. I love it." I'm with it. Right. I love all of it. I love what he's doing. That's and I got me up. a sign Lamelo jersey, dog, in the picture. So what, what, next question. That's what's up. That's what's up. And next, Did and you I see love, the pregame? I didn't. My bad, John. No, I was, There's a pregame no, video. I was going to say, I, 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 loved, I loved our new OGs. I don't think the Barclays Facts. and the Jordans, and I don't think uh, the, them in the world would have did things like that. But these LeBron James, Facts. these Carmelo Anthony's, these Chris Pauls, outside of how I critique how they play on the court, I absolutely love how they carry it and how they That's carry the torch point. and That's things of that nature. Go ahead, Chris. That's a good point. A lot of people who hated on that said these dudes are soft. Everybody want to be friends. Everybody, these boys is competing every night against each other. No questions asked. And they cool at the end of the game. Ain't no need to be all that beef. And if it ain't real, why not be cool? Why not lift your brother up? Especially in these times right now. It's like, man, we need to see more role models like that. Take these young boys under their wing and show them the way. And not just be hating and worry about somebody raining on your legacy like these other jokers did. You know what I'm saying? So right. I'm, I, I, I'm all with it, too. I like that, man. I'm, I, I, I do appreciate that. Especially LeBron, like LeBron, Chris Paul, Melo, they've been in the front of this thing from the jump, and you know yep. they they gonna usher these young boys into taking this league to the next level. And it's good mm-hmm. to see, man. It's good to see, man. It's definitely good to see. Y'all, great two topics. Wow, wow. I'm, I get like I get like super. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I get like a million miles. I'm, I get a million thoughts in my head. The pregame video is a video where Melo's walking across. Baby Ball is sitting with a coach. Melo walks by and taps him. Melo gets up. He daps. They have a conversation. And you know what the combo was? He sits down. He daps him up. Melo turns and gives him one of those. I'm like, okay, OG's fucking with Baby Ball. That's love. Okay. Uh, that was the pregame, if you can find it. It might be on IG. One, one of those, Jones, like Bleacher Report or something like that. But it was definitely Got a video you. of that. And to your point about uh, with the OGs, it's crazy to call. First of all, this is how wow. you know I'm getting old. The fact that LeBron James and these niggas are the OGs, it's like, yo, y'all was young boys when I was that's watching it, y'all. It doesn't seem that long ago. Boys. It doesn't seem that long yep, ago. It doesn't. But to your point about how they're carrying it, LeBron James does – look, I'm cursing. LeBron James does not give a fuck about the NBA. I, yo, you need me, I need you. 
If you think y'all niggas gonna exploit me and have me on the goofy shit and doing this dumb shit, it Thanks. ain't working like that, it fam. Ain't working like Yo, that. Yo, I'm a I'm a single I'm a I'm a fucking a single parent kid from Akron, Ohio that's not supposed to be here. I'm one of the top twenty most powerful men in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. You serious? No, I'm gonna show these kids. This is how you move. This is how you're supposed to carry yourself. This is the business. No, don't let them dictate and tell you this. You do this. Yep. And it's beautiful to your point, Clay, that we have young black men showing younger black men how to carry. And this is how you're going to be consistent. This is how you take care of your family's family. There's so many variables with that, but I want to touch more on that, not to get off touch with that. But again, baby ball, LeVar Ball, man, everything that this guy has done, the only problem LeVar Ball was he didn't have the equity or the capital to follow through with all the things he put in. He started, that, he started that G League thing. What the NBA, not the G League, he started that developmental league. Yep. Mm-hmm. What the NBA do? Oh, right. I'm going to put right. more money in the G right. League. Right. I'm going to start paying people more. Right. So he didn't have equity or capital for that. He also was talking about, yo, I'm going to start having my kids. We're going to put them overseas. They're going to get paid. They're going to do this. I'm going to expose everything. Now the NBA is saying, hey, we might have to rework this whole drafting eligibility and everything else. The guy, like you said, the guy's a prophet. People knock this in the third. He's a black man that has three talented black boys. First of all, the, the narrative, or I hate the word narrative, but the narrative says that black men don't love their children. Black men don't support their children. Black men don't pour and profess into their children. All that man's done is did that. He took all the all the camera and the goofy shit away from the babies and said, look at me. Yeah, talk shit about me. Yeah, yep, I'm man. a pop lock. I wish, I had, my, I wish I had my soundboard so I could let my air watch my kids. That shit, Cliff. <laughs> but watch my kids. My kids are going to be over here doing everything you wish your kids could do. Right. I'm going to pour so much positive shit in these kids, you can't knock them down. Mm-hmm. You can't. Mellow, all right, cool. Jello, cool. Baby Ball's the one and not the two. He's rookie of the year. And like you said, Cliff, to your point, once that kid, yo, his frame, for me, for me, I sound like I sound like a fucking uh, a weirdo with this. His frame. What is he, six, 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 seven? Mm-hmm. Once he learns how to work out and actually he's on a fucking diet. That kid's gonna. That kid's gonna be. He's gonna be something. He's, he's already getting the confidence going in the lane and dunking Once on he niggas. He learns how to That's use off- that six. He don't even know how right. to use the six. He's yep. he's yep. playing off of what we see him killing every night is pure talent and balls. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So he really grasped this game and learn how to use yep. that. Oh my God! It's scary. Yep. It's scary. Yep. It's going to be a beautiful thing. And if yo, and if and if I'm a dad, I don't have children, but like willfully and prayerfully, I'm able to uh, have a child pretty soon. Yo. I, I don't even know like how what my dad will watch when I play football or I play basketball because it's like, damn, my son, damn, he's doing it. Wow. Like, I don't even know. I know you got young Kang. I would marvel watching my child do, do something and actually get to the highest fucking, you know what I mean? That's a beautiful fucking thing. It's beautiful. Be proud, There's nothing man. to say about it. You got to be proud, man. Right. Seriously. Yep. Right. Shout out to that strong right. black dad, black man talk. Cliffy Baby 215 is hitting on all cylinders, man. <laughs> Fuck, I, bro, bro. I'm sober. I wish I and I'm my sober. Soundboard, man. You need some kind of, you need some so, kind of sound effect going off right now, dog. Shit, I wish. I wish. I wish. <laughs> you just got me hyped with the young boy, man. man. Two points. Got two points. Right. Two ball. points on the board for Cliffy Baby. <laughs> like this around the horn. Yeah, I think it's tripping. I'm up. So the very last award, preseason award that I that I care about, um, is just the six-man award. And I'll just go out there and I'll just say, we did a lot of killing of the Utah Jazz, but Jordan Clarkson been fucking balling. Yo, no doubt. no doubt. I don't, I don't know. No I don't know if he's with all of the put picks right now, yo. Yeah, I don't know if he's been slid. I don't know if because I, I know at some point they were talking about putting him in the start lineup. I don't think they have, but um, he's been killing it. He's oh, been balling. He had he 
he took part, and we we are on air talking about this. He took part in the nastiest duel, the nastiest war of of all season, and that was the Kendall the Kendall Jenner war against R. Ben Simmons. That was a that was a nasty duel. To know that that's what those two dudes was doing, that is a nasty, sick duel, dog. <laughs> but anyway. But, but- was light skin on light skin crime, and then Kyle Kuzma came in and, and snuck her away from them niggas. Like, yeah, come on with me. Well, I think, come I on think, with me, boo. I think Devin Booker holds hope. Devin Booker holds right. right. Light skin on light skin crime. Damn shame. Damn shame. Damn shame. But anyway, I didn't want to get off topic. No, 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 no but we all know. We all know. <laughs> we all know. We all know about that. But Jordan Clarkson is my sixth man of the year. Uh, somebody who's played with the Lakers. He has a good, very good NBA pedigree. Um. One of those swing men that do a lot can put can put the ball on the floor, can shoot, uh, can just gives you starter minutes. He gives you starter minutes, starter production off the bench, and that's why he's leading the race for me in uh, in the six man uh, conversation. You guys can go before we get into a uh, little bit of some other stuff. Yeah, yeah real, real quick, quick. Real, quick, real quick, real quick. It ain't it ain't much argument there. He, I got him as my six man too. I think that I think what's allow him to flourish more now, and he was doing good in Cleveland. Is not the pressure he had in L.A. I mean, people seen his talent and see that he could score, and everybody thought, oh, he's the next thing, and this and that. Yep. There was a lot of pressure on him to facilitate and all these other things. He's a scorer, period. Yeah. And you want to score, you just come out there and let him cook. You know what I'm saying? Similar like Lou Williams, dudes like that. You take that pressure off them, allow them on offense where they free to shoot and, and call them and free to get these ISOs and get these plays, they could do their thing. So Jordan proving that he can still score. He's scoring at a high rate. There's no question he's sixth man of the year to me. He's not close to me at all. So, yeah, I agree, Tom. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Followed follow up, I guess. Like, yo, we three for three on there, or four for four on this one. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson slid in. Jordan Clarkson was a dark horse. So I wanted the Sixers to acquire because I'm like, we need cheap buckets. And then all of a sudden, he rips off 25, ripping off these points. I'm like, fuck, he's starting to cook. He's gonna start <laughs> fucking cooking. And it's like, damn. And then yeah. that game against the Sixers, that game against yeah. the fucking Sixers, I'm like, Jesus, everybody knows. Yep. I thought we could slide in, grip yep. him up. Nope. Come on over, come on over here, fam. Nope, yeah. nope, nope. So it's a good thing to see him go from all those teams to where he's at right now. Right. Having no yeah. pressure, just yo, go out, get the fucking bucket. So Clint's yep. point, great point, Clint. Very great point. Yeah, so let's segue what you're talking about. And since it's not Jordan Clarkson, um, who is it? Who is this last piece? Who is this final piece that we should be going after? I know it's somebody. And my, my heart of hearts tells me it's somebody. And like I like I said before, it's because of what we look like when either Joe sits down, when either Ben sits down. And at this point, if either Seth or Danny Green sits down, it's like it's 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 a it's a considerable difference. We need somebody on the wing. That's what I think. We need a playmaker because we look uh we look a little we look a little bad when Ben's not on the on the floor uh directing things. We look a little bad. I think we need a playmaker. Um, I will go to my Rolodex here, and I will tell you that the talks of Zach Levine, they, they fired up again on Friday. I don't know whether it's because everybody got together and it was, but I was just on the show last week, and I was just saying, oh, it doesn't look like we're going to get Bradley Bill or Zach Levine. I don't know if we can get that. We started taking our talents down to Scary Terry, uh, Kyle Lowry, people of that nature. <laughs> Kyle Lowry's not it. Scary Terry here, Sorry. but um, – I'll take Scary Terry. But as I seen, I feel like Daryl Morey, it says, and this is what we speak to him, he's ever, he's present. He knows what's going on. He always always has his ear to the street. I think tipped off with some information that uh, Bradley Bill has interest in Miami. I think Daryl Morey got that. And he said, we cannot let another East Coast team load up. I got it. And he started those talks. I think the teams that um, he, uh, the, the, the article said, 
He's looking for a third team to bring in on this trade to make it make it a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we have what Chicago needs. Yeah, we don't have the assets to make it a straight up. We need, I think the two teams that I heard was Cleveland and the Pelicans, which is not bad because they both got pieces that can Lonzo. that can move around, that we can all move around. Lonzo, everybody is satisfied. Lonzo's moving. Yeah. Lonzo's moving. Who else you said the Pelicans do? The Pelicans and the Cavs. Drummond. Cavs, you got Drummond and Sexton. They're trying to blow it in the ball. Osmond. Cedric Osmond, Drummond, Sexton, Lonzo. Uh, JJ Reddick, because I'm thinking about salary contests. Yeah, it's, it's the contracts. yeah but they, they keep it's trying the to slick his ass back. I love JJ. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just throwing names out there like what works. Like yeah, what works right, financially exactly. for everybody for it to be balanced. Right. It's just about the contracts for me with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, you the numbers do the contract. When, yeah, you, when we start talking contracts, I'll be seeing your mind start going. <laughs> yeah, you love know that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's your favorite contract. Go ahead, Cliff. I was thinking the same thing, man. It's like I'm gonna just say I'm gonna just run off some of the names I've heard, like in, in these rumor mills. Because I've been like talking to, them, like you said, I, I, I'm Cliff's about to kill me. Yeah, you about to get me, Cliff. I know you is. Tyrone and, and Mike Mancinelli and these guys all the time, and Devon Givens and these dudes on the radio. So I'm always busting up with them, trading names and stuff. So these are some of the names that just recently, over the last week, they've been talking about. So we can say yay and nay. You know, I'm just go through them real quick. Larry Nance Jr. was the name that came up out of Cleveland. Lowry, P.J. Tucker, and Ola Depot. People, a lot of people have been talking about them, too. Zach Levine. Oh, he's going to kill me. Like Zach Man. Levine, of course. Another, some lower-level some lower, some lower level names that might be easier to acquire, but less money, I heard. Austin Rivers, Terrence Ross, and Evan Fournier, both from um, Orlando. So, Orlando. Um, obviously, the need is for – uh, I would love Levine. Like, no question. If you guys pick out all these dudes, I want Levine. No That's doubt about it. It's just really just going to be hard to pull that trade off. So they yes, try to do is. a three-way slam where you get Drummond out of there, move him around with some money, with the money you need to require him because Levine making about $19 million, You know what I'm saying? Once we get him in, we cool. We can resign him. But right. we obviously need another person that can carry that score low and can make some plays, you know, so – I think um, I like Oladipo too. If, if we can make that happen, he's an unrestricted. He didn't sign the extension with Houston, so right. they, they might try to yep. get what they can get for him yep. and try to get a couple draft picks. He might be a little easier to get than Levine too. You know what I'm saying? But it's just gonna be hard for the Sixers. We definitely need another playmaker. We need somebody that can not only just score the ball, we need somebody that can handle that ball. Like you said about yep. the missing piece when Ben's not there and shake. I think he's more of a combo just scoring guy. He's not a point guard. And you see, and you see, and then and the, the unfortunate part about it, if we're gonna get any of these dudes, we're gonna lose either Maxi or Tybee or, or both yeah. of them. You know what I'm saying? It depending yeah. on what it's gonna be. Obviously, you got Mike Scott and uh, and um Danny Green in there before money wise. You're gonna throw a draft pick in there, but it's not that great because it's gonna be a low draft pick. So you're gonna have to give away some talent. So you're looking at yeah. one of these guys, and I, and I like both of them players, but for the for the type of talent you're talking about, even for for I would be less hesitant with Lowry, even though I think Lowry helps us out a lot too. I think he could he because of the playoff experience and, and and just that championship that thug mentality he got sometimes on the court. I think he could just help bring he would fit right into with this culture. He ain't the shooter you want, but the defense he can hit the shot. He can do the playmaking and just the overall mentality. I just would love a roughneck in here like that because he would help put us to where we want to be. I think any of these guys will help us because you got to worry about the buyouts 
Blake Griffin getting bought out over there in in, in the Nets, and he's most likely getting to Cleveland. He's yeah. most likely yep. going to he signed. No, he signed. He signed with the Nets today. That's the, he right. yep. the last so, thing I put see, on the document before, like, before like I send on the, on the Zoom. It's the last thing nah, I wrote down was nah, that. Nah, we want to get these there. dudes better, I, man. We don't I want these dudes to get any better. So I'm not I mean, worried about Zoom. I'm not worried about Brooklyn. With him. I, I, all these players, I would love, like I said, I would love Levine. If I gotta go next, I would try to get Ola Depot and Lowry. I kind of get them on second level. I think Ola beat Depot because he's younger, can play the D, he can shoot a little bit. But I would take Lowry too without a question. But it's obviously I know he's one of the best in the business. He knows we need something. We, I, I'm confident that he's trying to make it happen. He's I know Elton's making yeah. the calls. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully something comes out, man. We still got some time before the trade deadline. Hopefully they they figure something out. But we definitely need another piece. No question about it. How Lowry sold his house this week. Yeah, I heard. I heard. Wink, yeah, wink, yeah. wink, wink. He yeah, might be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sold that hopefully, house in the field. So, I, I take him here. No question about it. I think he's he from the Philly dude. He got the mentality. Plus, he's yeah. been through a championship and won. He played big in that finals. He ain't what he, he used to be, big. but he can still hit that shot. He can still get them get them charges, draw them charges, get under people's skin, do all them all that dirty work, and, and he would help Ben out because I think him and Ben would work out good together. So you can bend more running a little bit sometimes to give him a little break off of uh off of taking a point and then run into that dunker spot thing too. When you can have him and then you don't have to go More off seconds. the floor without all these dudes off the floor, because that's what kill us. That all bench lineup, nah, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work in the players. You can't go with right. none of these dudes on the floor. We need somebody else to fill that space out. I'm not depending on cork mines, and I and I only want to depend on shake in the playoffs. No, not at all. Mm-mm. And we basically don't got no power forward, Mike Scott. You know what I'm saying? So we still need another power forward. That's why I would like PJ Tucker too. I would love it if they can get that too. Right. Cliff, other names. What's yeah, the names I said, you like the I, best? I, I said it. I said it. Clears was gonna clip me real quick go, bah, bah, bah. I'm like dang right. <laughs> uh, for me we, we we talked about this a few weeks ago about Daryl Morey and the reason why it was imperative we signed him to be our president of basketball our operations mm-hmm. and it's 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 a great thing to allow him to dictate or allow him to cook give yo let him go shop for the ingredients let him come out the menu coach you cook this shit up so for me you gotta remember what Daryl like, Morey I like came when you from. use that analogy he came from Houston so for me, it's the Victor Oladipo part, the P.J. Ducker part, and I'm going to throw in Boogie Cousins. The reason why I'm throwing those names in, the cop, I'm going to stick with those three. For me, Boogie just got bought out. I understand the knees that's in the third. I don't need a lot from Boogie. However, right. we talk about defensive. We talk about guys that are punks, guys that like, yo, he, yo, I, I, I just like Boogie. Something for me about it's Boogie. Mentality. I called that the mentality. White Howard yeah. here. I called Dwight Howard coming here. We got him. I think that it's a Houston thing. The Victor Oladipo thing is more intriguing because he didn't sign that two-year, what was it, two years, 45 million? He turned it down. So that Mm -hmm. means he's restricted. So basically, if Daryl Morey still has a relationship in Houston, look, I can slide you this and that. I got you for something two years down the road. But I need P.J. Tucker. I need Oladipo. I'm trading so if they can work something out or what I've read with P.J. Tucker, it's going to be a buyout. If it's mm-hmm. a buyout, you swoop in and claim him off waivers. You do what you got to do to get him. Mm-hmm. As far as Aladipo, I think Aladipo, the, he's the perfect fit because he fits right in with what we have to do. My mm-hmm. only issue with Kyle Lowry is Kyle Lowry has to have the ball. Kyle Lowry is also 31 or 32. What is he, 31? 30, 30, he's definitely over 29. He's an older guy. So, And what I read with Toronto wanted, Toronto wanted two first-round picks. I can't do that for them. And, and he's a free agent. If, 
But I'm just saying, if, that, if that's what's out there, he's not even worth the first round picks in it. Because here's 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 the issue for me, and I, I I tend to use the term macro versus micro. Where we are and what we're doing, this is the first year Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey chefing everything up. I can't give up these ingredients knowing I, my ROI or my the piece I get back can leave the next year. There's no guarantee he says, oh, I'm going to stay in Philadelphia. That's and get this, point. if we make that move, we're right back where we were with Jimmy Butler, where it's like, yo, what are we doing? I gave up two young boys, two picks. And I know the picks aren't going to be high, but you never know because we got basketball guys. So that first-round pick that might be a 22 or 23 pick, we'll, we're going to get a player. We've been I hitting Tyrone Max. Like years from too. We've been hitting. That's my point. Yeah, well, that's yeah. my point. If, if you give that pick up, we have basketball guys here. We don't got guys that don't know their elbows from an asshole. I need picks, and I want depth. Pause. So, for me, I don't want to give up anything because I don't know about y'all. Being first place in the Eastern Conference this year, I don't think anybody's thought that. No one. I was thinking, yo, fourth or fifth, we're going to get in the playoffs. Maybe we'll win in the first round. We'll sit down in the second and let, let Doc and Daryl really put it in. But they've all bought in with the talent we have. Yeah. I don't want to blow up everything we have. If yeah. I can acquire a guy for, I hate to say pennies on the dollar, if I got to give up a Matisse Stiebel and a first-round pick, and Mike Scott ultimately and Furcon ultimately to get PJ Tucker and Victor Oladipo with a future first round pick done. I'll do that in a heartbeat because now I got a guy that he, he can move with the ball. He can move without the ball. He's as far as the pick and roll. Kyle Lowry's a better pick and roll guard, but I like Oladipo with the bigs will surround him with. I just, for some reason, Clay, you, you hit that name. I said P.J. Tucker weeks ago. He's a defensive guy. First of all, he's a bad motherfucker with all them sneakers. I love a sneaker collection. <laughs> yeah, I like, as I like, far I like as like everything he does, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everything he does on the defensive end, he epitomizes what Philadelphia is. I'm an undersized, yep. scrappy-ass nigga that yep. can shoot the three. I'm a hustle. What's the thing we just talked about with Ben? The effort and mentality. P.J. Tucker's yep. like, yo, I'm not going to get – I'm not going to average 12 points, but you know what? I might get you nine to ten boards. I'm going to get a block. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a mad assist. And, I'm, mm -hmm. yo, I'm on somebody's ass. ass. What do you need me? Yep. I'm here. <laughs> I'm on his ass. It yeah, don't matter. And it's cheap. That's all you need. Yep. Right. right. Anytime and do. That's – that's what we need in Philadelphia. I guess I'm being a little of a fan with this, but like, yo, it's Philadelphia. You're a blue collar. I want a guy that's going to come bring his lunch pail to work and just go to work. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to blow up. I don't want to give up the world for something that's not guaranteed. Kyle, okay. Kyle Lowry, if Kyle Lowry was two years younger, maybe I'd be more intrigued. I, I like the story. Uptown kid, Colonel Doherty, Villanova. I love the story, but for what they're asking for, and get this hope. And here's another thing. If I trade Kyle Lowry, as as crazy as this sounds for me, Nick Nurse is a fucking great coach. You give him Tyrone Maxey, you give him one of them guards, I got to play that kid with Nick Nurse, Fred Van Fleet with this kid, no, nah, I'm good. I can't do that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Because Nick, he's a yo. Nick Nurse is a good coach, bro. He's a very good coach. And I don't want to give Tyrone Max to him and Fred Van Fleet. You just made the Raptors better. They're young and they're better and more athletic by getting rid of an old head. That's, you know what I'm saying? I'm a little biased with Kyle Lowry. That's probably why. I don't like all the, the, the flopping and the crybeam and this and the third. I get it will work for us. Yeah, what, what's, the the what's, the, what's the mantra? What's the mantra? Right, right. What's the mantra? You hate him because he's not on your team, but if he's right. there, that's my guy. I'm rocking right. with him. I'm right. rocking right. hard. But for me, it's just the, it's the cost for it's the cost to just acquire one player. When I think that if I got to give up two picks and players, I would much rather go for. I know Victor Oladipo. He got a chip on his shoulder. I'm looking for guys that are like, yo, do you have a chip? Are you coachable? Yeah, come on. Yeah, I don't need you to score 30, but 
But if you can give me 18, we're Gucci. You can give me 18 points a game, I'm Gucci. Can you hit free throws? Like, the lights, Kyle, the, another point to Kyle Lowry, the lights were big, and he had definitely showed up in the championship. Uh, he had a big shot. He's there. It's just the age thing, and on the back end, I'm worried about him leaving and going somewhere else, and then we're I, just I stuck like that. Chuck. I can see that. I can see that, bro. I, can't, I can see that. I can't, I can't do that. that. I can't can't do that. But for me, my name's again to be long-winded. I, I apologize. No, uh Glenn's man. My, my man, my man, Pots and Pains, Victor Oladipo, <laughs> PJ Tucker, and I like them. I, I want Boogie. Give me Boogie here. Give me Somebody Boogie. asked me about Boogie. I was saying that um Jojo and Dwight is enough for me, but the fact that we don't mm -hmm. have a power forward, I can see why I can see why cats like Boogie. I can see why cats I'm not mad at it. For me, it's Zach a wish. At the top of my list. That's Zach, a wish. Zach, yeah, for me, Zach's at the top of my wish list. I think he's at the top of everybody's wish list. He's a rising star in this league. He carries it well. He's very versatile. He shoots the three. He can get to the basket. He's excellent in pick and roll. Um, and he even plays a little bit of defense. If you if you happen to watch him, I'm not. He ain't a defensive stopper. He ain't a defensive lockdown player. But he also not no bitch. And he not lazy on defense. defense can, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I can respect that. I have a question for y'all. Go ahead. Um, I'm a, I don't know. Can I do this during the stream or not? Like, I might disappear. Somebody sent me the trade proposal, how it will work with to acquire uh, Zach Levine. And nah, it was like three first-round picks. All right. Well, my bad. Well, I'll send it to you after this, John, or I'll screenshot yeah, it for, uh, for Cliz. You sent it to Cliz. My bad. Yeah. But it's like three first-round picks. It's Maxi, Isaiah Joe, and like another player. Tech acquires the Levine. And no, it's already there. Like that, my man did this show. He's like, yo, to your point as to why we shouldn't, as to why the Zach Levine thing might be, it's it's heavier, it's it's a heavier cost than what people realize. You got to give up a lot of depth for one guy. And I get in the playoffs, you're only running with five or six as far as your rotation, right. maybe seven. That's why I'm cool. I, I get five or six point. guys that you're giving that up point. for Levine. Levine averaged mm -hmm. fucking 27 points and like six rebounds. Give him 30. That's, that's, yeah. All them five motherfuckers, he averaged more than what they do. Uh, yeah, get they ass out of here. Get him in. And he's all in right now. No doubt. He's no going doubt. to sign back. He's going to we're going to sign. As soon as we get him over here, the next day that his long-term contract coming. Look, we're not yeah. going to fuck around. Yeah. Go ahead, sign his five-year, John, dog, because we, we want you. He's yeah, going to he sign got, back. He got, he got one year. He got one plus year left this year and one more season at 19 million. You read him up. You can read him up with that. You can read that up. Read him right up. Read him right up. You can read that. That's the thing. The the fear that you have with acquiring Kyle Lowry because he might leave. He might go chip chase again next year. You feel what I'm saying? With somebody else, right? Yeah. But at least one more year. Yep. At least one more year. Yeah. That's why, and I know it seems. I know when you put it down on paper and your eyes actually see it, you're not lying, Cliffy. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot. But you. Look what the Nets gave up for yeah. Harden. It seemed like a lot too, but look, they right there where they want to be right now. Because you all in. Yeah, all but in. but the only issue with the Nets on that, and we didn't talk about that when we was on the join with Mike and Prez, is that if KD pulls the snake move and opts out, and Kyrie opts out, James is on the contract for three more years. Brooklyn implodes. Those net, those picks might try to be something. Remember, they both signed those two-year deals. It's the one and one. If Katie don't like it, I don't like being here. I'm out. And that that's I like that. But like for me, certain players that 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 one year and one year out. <laughs> 
I love, yo, I love the fact these kids are getting paid. They're getting paid. I'm not saying don't get paid, but that's it's yeah. if you're trying to win, you got to break everything down and build it back up. Like you said, because a few seconds ago, this is all in mode. I need guys that I have. I hate the word control. I need to know that financially we're tied together for at least multiple, for at least two years. I know. I, 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 I need to know that. that. I'm not I mad at you. You know what I'm saying? I need to know yeah. that. You got to go all in. And I, I know I feel yep. your concern, and you got to think about that as a manager. But at the same time, you know, in the NBA, your championship window is very small. So yes. when you got an opportunity to put yourself over that hump and put you in position, the Sixers don't get it twisted. I think the Sixers are a conference final this team right now, at least. I think we get to the conference final and we can rumble with them next. And who knows, shake it out, we might be able to get over them, right? Right. I think the Nets. We beat the Nets. We beat the Nets. We beat the Nets. That puts you over that top for sure, though. And a, a guaranteed score like a Zach Levine, you you go your starting lineup, Ben Levine, Toby, and B, and whoever the fuck else you want to put beside them. Right. You, know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you good to go, hey, dog. You hey. good to go. Like you. I'm with you. Then you can send. Then you can send Ben to the bench and leave Levine out there, or vice right. versa, or send. Le- right. And then right. when you bring, then you all. When you when you you bring Levine in first, then you when you work the starters back in, like that's what we really missing is right. the playmaker. When we when Ben got to get a rest, he human. He got to need some Gatorade, like. And we be. I think my concern. When he goes to the bench. <laughs> I think my concern with I think my concern with everything is that because because we're successful now, right? Like, and I tend to do this where it's like, okay, I'm separating myself from from the success and caught up with everything. Let me look at this from like, again, macro versus micro. Like I said this, we weren't expecting us to be so successful. If we're successful now and we have a salary cap, we're managed. Like we're good. We're not over the cap. We're not, we're not like, yo, we can go sign guys. Right. We can attract people to come. It's Philadelphia. I'm just on some like, yo, if we're doing this already, let's just see this shit through what pennies on the dollar. And then when it's time to go all in, like what Elton did when, he, when we got Toby. Remember, the move was Jimmy. We got Jimmy in, and we was like, yo, we up. And then ben, uh, Elton was like, yo, let me get Toby. We're going all in. I said, okay, that's what the fuck we're doing. I'm just on that type of time where it's like, I want to see this. I want to see where we are. When we play Milwaukee, we're going to bust their ass. I don't really care who we play. I think we beat the Nets even right now. We, in seven games, we right. beat the Brooklyn Nets because they don't play defense. And like we just said, the, the crux of the conversation or the crux of uh, the early conversation was Joel Embiid. If he's giving Rudy Gobert 40, you really think DeAndre Jordan's going to stop that man? He's going to be going for 50 and 60, period. And then if you can, you know what I'm saying? For the, I, I, I'm being biased with this. I just don't see the Nets being what they are. And if, we can, and if I'm so compelled, like, yo, we can beat them right now. The way we're constructed, we can beat them. We can beat them. I want to see it through. But to your point, Zach Levine would be the, the perfect fit. I'm just being a little like, yo, I'm guarded. The only thing I got what you're saying, Cliff, is that they still trying to get better, right? And you can't sit right. there and let them get better while we do nothing. You got to try to – and they might – it might it might just be a bench guy. It might just be a couple of other role players that come in and fill that role and give some assistance and get some rest. Like you said, the, the bench shortens up in the playoffs, so you're only playing about seven guys, maybe eight. Your rotation. That's mm-hmm. it. So you just want some guys to solidify your rotation. You ain't going to have too much time with none of your starters on the floor. You know what I'm saying? But we've seen how Seth can be a little inconsistent. We've seen Danny yep. Green turn into nothing. 
You know what I'm saying? We need another player out there that can give us consistent buckets. I like Shake at times, but he's not a he's like a you scorer. Said. He's a scorer. He's, he's not a radical. He's not setting it up. You need somebody else no. to kind of orchestrate things and run the offense a little bit. When <clears> this <throat> is not on the floor. I mean, I think, and another thing you said is our cap flexibility is not that great because Ben gonna come into his money, his big contract gonna hit next year. Then you gonna have next him year. on NB. And Harris, mm-hmm. you don't really got a lot. See, the thing about the NBA, once you sign a guy, you can re-sign him. And so it's all about luxury. Oh, oh, okay, they ain't my money. These month, you know, them jokers is rich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, them, right, right. No, no doubt. Graduates, they got the money. Let them spend it. Yeah. Let them spend no it. No doubt. Bread because the NBA, the good. Once you get them players in, you can keep re-signing them. You just got to worry about the luxury tax. So we can yeah, it's the mega contract. You can pay them all. You can pay them what you want to pay them. All your players. You can resign all your players. Even if forsaken, like if we said we got Lowry, he wanted to sign for one more year. You could even sign him if you wanted to keep him signed. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, obviously, I would love Levine over them, but I feel like they still need to make a move. It might be a low key guy. It might be a dude like it's like don't don't sleep on the dude like like I said, Terrence Ross or Fournier. I like them. He can hit They're three. decent. Yeah. Yeah. Good defender, too. Very good defender. You need somebody yeah, some punch out there that can, that's going to play defense, a willing defender, can hit some three-point shots, and there's another dude for you to worry about. You know what I'm saying? So we just need some more punch. That's all. One way or another. So we just got to try to get better. And, I, and we talking about it. Believe me, Maury and Brand, they on the phone right now listening yeah. to see Right now. Right. Yeah. Facts. So just, Facts. Yeah, so, so just Facts. to end out the NBA talk, man, I definitely think that that Maury is definitely going to make a move. I think that that's one of the things that we all have confidence in in this leadership is that this leadership is not interested in standing by idle. We know that because we, like you said, Cliff, you've been saying it the last couple comments. We've been kind of oh, getting, uh, we've been, we, the fact that we didn't think that we were going to be this good lets me know that we didn't, we, we didn't, we, we couldn't gauge what this management was going to do. This management is, is about the now. You know what I'm saying? So that shit feels, um, don't that shit feel good? Don't that Absolutely. it feels good Absolutely. saying we have a we have a basket we have a franchise from top to bottom these guys are fucking these guys are competent absolutely like like competent that just feels good knowing and saying to me yep. and the only other basketball thing that I had is I don't know if you if you guys uh seen this shit but I couldn't get it back but this Quavo and Jack Harlow two verse two verse two chains no <laughs> baby what. Why the Joker got five hundred racks a piece for that shit, man? Dog. Don't get me. Don't get. Don't get me started. I'm gonna sound like a fucking hater. I'm gonna sound like a whole fucking hater. Quavo was Quavo did his thing, but that dog, Jack Harlow, and that other dude. What's that other dude? Uh, little baby, baby, little baby, man. Yo, did you see my man change? Change was. Trash truck juice, dog. Where is Durkio? Where is Durkio world? Where is Lil Dirk? Where is he? They chilling. They chilling. Where's Chris Brown? Shit. It's so many, Where's Jermaine it's so- Cole? Where's Jermaine Cole? Shit. <laughs> Shit. That nigga can hoop. When, 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 when did we start looking... My bad, my bad, my bad. Got me all hyped with that master, shit. Dog, let, his IG t- let his IG tell it. Drake is a short corner master, dog. I would have took Drake for the... Somebody, little baby, somebody had a little baby. Little baby put some highlight videos of him dribbling, man. He thought he was nice, man. That dude nah, is man. trash, man. Trash. He had chains nah. out there by himself, and chains forty chains can't. Chains, yeah. he was trying to be the shooter. Yeah. 
They yeah, changed. So like, oh damn, I, I, I'm I'm the one, huh? I'm changed. Right, like, right. Yo, boy, when boy shot that <laughs> air ball three over top of the rim, man. Who are you doing? Yeah, I, I felt I felt that in my soul, dog. I felt that, man. That's when you get Yo, that. Yo, Shane, look at that random dude that say you want to run with me. He's like, yeah, yeah. I run with you. you know what I'm saying yeah, the, one me, the one for me was was little baby with the, the pullback with the pullback behind the three and Quavo threw that shit into the ground. Right, and Shane looked at him like, "What the fuck like, are you doing? The fuck are you doing? Say two K, nigga. This is real life. Like, what uh, you thinking? Say two K, bro. The fuck." Trash, though. That oh, God. Man. But, yeah, man, that's all the basketball that I had. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a good idea. That shit was ass. That was hard. No, that was a bad, that was a bad right. idea. Fuck right. that. That was a bad... It was good theory, bad execution. Bad yeah, Poor execution. Yeah, yeah. They got yeah. the wrong people to play that, John. That's right. Right. Yeah. right. Like, Dirk, like Dirk oh. can really hoop. Like, Dirk... It's some it's some rappers out here that spend a little bit of time hooping, dog, and they all right. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, not little Davy, that wasn't it. I said, like a young boy, Where's that was Max not it. Where's Percy Miller, dog? <laughs> Percy Miller, he had an NBA contract. Good looking, Toronto Raptors, Charlotte Hornets. Good looking, but it was an NBA contract nonetheless. Come on, man. Like, come on. He got, he got a jersey with his name on that shit. Little Romeo is Jamar DeRozan's Fabulous talking about, I'm going to be out here. And he shot an air ball. Fab don't even strike me as somebody who knows what to do with the pill. Nah, nah. Smoking that loud pack. He's smoking that loud so yeah like we said it's all-star game uh it's it's us uh, it's all-star sunday um as of the time of recording 14, so the game is on now uh y'all go check that out or whatever but um without further ado we need to get into this football man we got to get into this football um Cliff, oh shit yeah, Cliff, I went off last yes, week, sir. so I mean, y'all already know. You listen to um, if you listen, to, I forgot what, what what did I call the episode last week? I forgot what it was called, but uh, um, young uh, black king. I can't flip my shit. Yeah, young black king. Well, listen to young black king yes, if you want to hear Uptown Tones' uh take on the Carson Wentz. I will not kill you this week with my uh, opinions, but I know that you guys <laughs> have been heavily anticipating uh Cliffy's what he has to say. He is our resident Eagles guy. He goes off and tells of it. You know what I'm saying? And we also got Clizzy on the line with us, too. So we definitely need to know what he feels about this Carson Wentz thing. Either one of y'all, whoever wants to start first, because if we talk about ad nauseum, this is this is as much nauseum as it gets for me. This Carson, this red hair. <laughs> 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 Matter of fact, Cliz, you go ahead. Cliz, I'll, I'll let you start, Cliz, because I know Cliff is about to, he's, uh, he's about to go off. Of. Go ahead, Cliz. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. What you no, got, but, Cliz? Read that, baby. Listen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's just it to me, man. It's not about Carson Wentz to me, dog. It's about this organization and the way they think and the way they move and the culture they created and they made a problem. You traded all on picks, all that stuff to get this boy, right? And who showed talent early, showed the things that he he had some ability early. Honestly, he his years other than his five rookie year, he was solid. But you never put any weapons around him. He had a great year in 17 before he got hurt. And we ain't he never seen him be able to get back to that form, right? But you know that bottom line through everything, you felt like you had a, a canvas or something you can work with. But that relationship was ruined. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't want to play here anymore. So now what you gonna do? Now you're gonna go and get a third and a possible first next year. You know what I mean? So you got all that stuff we gave up to get Carson Wentz and what we got the show for. 
Now you, you drafted a quarterback in the second round last year. To me, it showed me that y'all wasn't confident in his ability there. But why we sign him then? Why we sign him to a long term deal then if you wasn't sure about him then? It just, it just, it just showed me the inconsistency in a in a in a in a. In a I'm smarter than you mentality of how, how we want Rose, Rosenberg. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the hell his name is, Howie. You know we can call, call him Howie. A little weasel. A little weasel. smarter than everybody else. He can't draft the shit. Picking people Damn. from other teams. They got him on other teams' um, draft rooms laughing at us for the pick we picked uh, last year at wide receiver. And no shot, shot them the Minnesota. Man. But everybody knew Jefferson was the guy, and then you go and let <laughs> and you let Dallas go out the rim when we should have went and got mm-hmm. land. You know what I'm saying? So you still got this guy. Like I said, once as bad as he played last year, he threw the four five hundred yards. Do how much yards for no receiver over five hundred yards? I mean, you're not giving them no talent to work with, and now you. Now you do it all the way, do it in the bucket, and now you now you probably gonna say we gotta draft, we're gonna draft the quarterback this year, dog. Right. No, the Eagles are retarded. I'm out on I, I love the I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 right, I'm never say I'm out. And they gave us 2017, which is a moment I'm never gonna forget in my life with that championship. Right. What I was doing, who I was with, and just the feeling of seeing them finally achieve something I thought they'd never achieve. But when people were saying it was lucky and this and that, and I was laughing, yeah, all right, that shit probably was lucky. You know what I'm right. saying? Yo, right. yo, he said everything we said, Tone. Yo, this is dope. This is good with me, dog. Lost for words about right. it. I, I had I committed to, to rocking with Carson Wentz and hoping they could figure that shit out, but obviously it didn't. He soured on the franchise. The franchise soured on him. They showed no commitment to him, and now he's out of there. And now, it, you know, who's going to see? If he go to Indianapolis and bust ass, we're going to be the ones eating crow looking at it. You know what I'm saying? So, why is Doug going? If it was between <laughs> Doug and Carl, why is Doug going too? Oh, man, it's just stupid. Uh-huh. First, if you was going to fire, look, if you was, if you really thought you had to fire Doug, you should have been did it. When we had a, a chance to make a move on a coach early, they picked this kid out of Indianapolis, supposed to be the Carson whisperer, and now he, now he gone. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. They don't know what the hell they doing down there on passing, bro. And we just gotta suck it up because we gonna be trash next year. So just be ready, man. That's yeah, all I got ready. to say about it. It's gonna be a rough season, man. It's gonna be a rough Absolutely. season, man. Cousin Cliffy Baby215. The moment is finally here, man. Go off. Go off, man. Like, because all of this is basically uh, what you've been talking since you since you stood foot on the 444 podcast, Cliz, he basically told us ep- episode in and episode out that this shit was gonna happen. He went on his first episode and said that the Miami Dolphins are on a better trajectory than the Philadelphia Eagles. He said, I know everybody's looking at me crazy. Clear, can you tell me how the Miami Dolphins finished this year and how the Eagles finished this year? He called that two years ago. So go ahead, Cliff. This is your moment. This, this is, I'm trying to give you your flowers. No, this is your moment. This, this, this is, is your, this I told you your moment it, right it, here, dog. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Um, with the Philadelphia Eagles, like like Clay said, so we talked about this the last episode. The issue with the Philadelphia Eagles is always going to be is that we lack an identity. So I'm going to give y'all a movie. You were all the same age or probably the same age range. There's a movie called Backdraft. Remember that movie? Where Kurt Russell, Patrick Douglas, and Robert De Niro. Mm -hmm. So this is the issue with the Philadelphia Eagles. We are the 2021 case of the movie Backdraft. 
There's an arson running around burning everything fucking down. But guess what? Jeffrey Laurie knows who the fucking arson is. The arson is fucking Howie Roseman. Here's the big, here's, here's, I'm going to try to break this down in different tiers. Jeffrey Laurie knows that his franchise is on fire, but he doesn't realize that all he's doing is giving Jeff matches and fucking gas. Every fucking year, here's matches, here's gas. I'm going to turn a blind eye because I trust you. Howie is single-handedly burning this franchise down to the fucking ground. However, here is, here's, Here's what I think the best the best way I can sum this up and not to get too biased because I've, I've spat out some contemptuous shit about Howie Roseman. I still feel the same way. He's a weasel. Yeah. He, he, yo, he's a weasel. He's a weasel. Yes. He should not be. All three of us can sit in a room. If you locked us in a room with maybe some drink, a little bit of some medicine and some pizza and film, we could find better football players hey, over the course no. of two or three days. <laughs> we could find better talent. Real shit. Here's the thing with these two. Howie Roseman, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm going to whisper, whispers. Hey, Howie, check it out. See, this is the thing you did. You fucked up. You played your hand way too smart here. You thought that, hey, I'm going to fire Doug Peterson because he lacked vision. We can't control this coach. So you thought getting rid of him was going to be a good idea. Now I'm going to get rid of this quarterback because he's not healthy. He's, he's uh, rambunctious. He has ownership. He has this, he has that. Check this out next time. Hey, Howie, you can't blame anybody anymore. There's nobody to blame. When everything that, goes up in fire this year, the next two years and three years, that, you're to blame. You're not going to hit on the draft picks. You're not going to get talent in here. You're the so-called cat guru. You know how to walk, you know how to lock in money and do these beautiful things. Where's that money coming from, brother? We're $49 million over the draft, over the salary cap as of today. The cap's supposed to go up to, I believe, like 185. It was at 200 last year. You know what I mean? People, you have to cut to get rid of that and get this. We have the number six pick. That's cool and that's cute. Yo, don't overthink this. Take the best player. We don't need a wide receiver because you wasted one last year on the kid, Jalen Rager. I don't even want to make this personal. Howie, in about two years, I'm going to be at the Novacare Complex waiting outside for you with your, with your desk and everything coming outside. And I'm just going to hold up the deuce and be like, all right, we're finally back in position. The way, the way the Philadelphia Eagles look like now. This, it's, this is going to sound crazy. It's been about 20 years where the Philadelphia Eagles finally don't have the best head coach in the NFC East. Think about that. Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson. When we were winning, we had the best head coaches in NFC East. You got Riverboat Line. Say what you want about Mike McCarthy. I mean, look, the guy got the talent. We're going to figure it out this year. The Washington football team, I forgot who they hired. He's looking like a better coach than Nick Sirianni. It's, I said this on the last podcast. If you are 35 and older, you remember the old Eagles days. If we, we do. didn't sell out the do. football game, you didn't, didn't watch the game. It. We didn't even see it. You had to listen to Daryl Reese. That's how bad. That's how bad it's about to get. Facts, but there's an end to this mean, to the means, in my opinion. I'm going to try to find a silver lining with Nick Sirianni because I have to be objective with this guy because <laughs> we all kind of killed. We killed Doug when he had his first press conference. Like, yo, this, this, I get he, he played for us, but this, this guy's a fucking rude. Like, this guy ain't no coach. But the one thing I can say about Doug Peterson is that when he talks, you listen. You can tell he talked around grown-ass men, and he knew how to ignite grown-ass men. My only knock from the press conference with Nick Sirianni, but I don't know if people realize, this, this is way more uh, uh, unsettling for me. He was in an empty gym with no one around him on a Zoom call. 
There were no photographers. There was no press. There was no ESPN right there in front of him. That guy was choked up. The guy seemed unprepared. The guy seemed like the moment was bigger for him. So you're telling me he's inside of an empty gym on a tablet and he can't compose himself. He's not concise. He's not able to articulate himself properly. I don't care about nerves, yo. You're in the big leagues. You're an assistant coach with the Indianapolis Colts. You, you coach grown-ass men. That, for me, that's a sign of weakness, but I'm not going to go too deep in that. You think, you think you're a little in over his head, a little, little googly-eyed? You think you're a little... Can he talk to grown-ass men, especially if we keep the vets we have? It's going to be it's going to be problematic. It's going to be problematic where Brandon Graham is like, yo, this dude's my age. He wasn't here. You know, fucking Eagle. I don't want to listen to him, cuz. Like, yo, what the fuck? He can't, he can't, yo, I can't even hear him. What's he saying? I'm, I'm, I'm being a little biased with this, but in, in a yeah, locker room, this is, this you got your older room. guys, you got your younger guys. He can talk to a younger guy, but older guys that have, that have they've sweat, they've bled, they've put the dudes in. Yo, I did this, I did that. I'm not trying to hear that shit from him. Thanks. Thanks. Which is going to go Thanks. into what I said about the Eagles being $45 million over the cap. People got to start recognizing and realizing, I said this a couple years ago, we should have been traded a couple of these guys. Fletcher Cox is supposed to be going. No offense. I love you, Fletcher Cox. I appreciate you. But at the clip you're making your money, even if we restructure it, it's too much money because we signed too many D tackles. You signed Malik Jackson. You signed Hargrove. You signed all these guys. You can make that gap up with the talent you signed. Fletcher Cox, in my opinion, is stay and go. Fletcher Cox has to roll just do the money. We have to start acquiring uh, assets back or draft picks back in order for us to be where we want to be five years from now. This ain't no two or three year fix. This is a four to five year project. As long as Howie Roseman's here and picking players, I'm not trusting Nick Sirianni. I don't trust Howie. I damn sure don't trust Jeffrey Lloyd. So for me, the Eagles, I'll sum it up, the Eagles is a four or five year uh, uh, window where we got to get lower your expectations, understand that this is a race and not a marathon. We got, we're going to be bad to build this team up. I'm more excited about Nick Sirianni and having a brand new coaching staff because one of the biggest issues with Doug Peterson, their coaching staff was we couldn't coach players up. Why is it everybody that left the Eagles, they go somewhere, they can start, they can, you know, they're productive. I understand scheme. I understand fit. I understand like uh, nuance. I understand verbiage. I get that. But, it's a brand new coach instead. So again, I'm going to give these guys benefit of the doubt and say, hey, hopefully these guys can coach and they can coach these guys up. If you want to be objective about Nick Sirianni, every year he was the offensive coordinator with the Colts, their offense actually produced every year. They got better every year as far as yards per game, passing, rushing, things of that nature. I think they started at 27. They ballooned up to like fourth. So, and I think in three years. So if there is a silver lining or if I'm being objective looking at numbers, the guy gets offense. He gets nuance. He gets systems, things of that nature. He also understands that if you want to build a franchise, you build it inside out. The Colts have the best offensive line in the NFL, bar none, period. So I think with what he's going to bring in and with Jalen Hurts, we're going to run the ball. We're going to make really good decisions on the offensive end. And if we have to rely on the defense, that's what we have to do. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, my expectations are really, really lowered with the Eagles. And I, I'm going in week to week, but if I got something to do, my lady wants to go bust a move, we're going to go bust a move. The game <laughs> on, I watch the game if it's on the side of the place. Cool. But I'm not sitting I'm not sitting glued yeah, on my crib on a Sunday. You don't just get my I'm Sunday. Yeah, you don't You don't just yeah, automatically get my – you got to work You got to work your way back up into my good graces just to get my Sundays. I feel that 100%. Doing that. I feel, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing that. that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. optimism, man. Uh, I don't know, man. We'll see. What, you know. what, 
with with the Carson Wentz thing on the surface, like like Clears opened up great, right? I don't care about. Uh, I just want to sound bad, yo. I appreciate you. I thank you for what you did, Ginger Jesus, whatever the fuck these white people's calling them and shit like that. I appreciate that, right? But for for the for the young guys that listen to this, he's an op. I can't fuck with an op right now. You go do what you got to do with the Colts. I think that the move was necessary. I think it was a great move. Getting back what we pulled, what we gave up to get him, it was never going. That was never going to happen. It was never going to be balanced mm-hmm. because we lost leverage. The longer mm-hmm. that that story stayed out there about, yep. oh, he doesn't yep. want to do this. The Eagles yep. are doing that. We lost all the leverage, all mm-hmm. of it. So to get back a possible first and a third, all right, how we look? You, you, you can stick your head out the doghouse for about an hour or two with me, but go back in the doghouse. Um, I think that it's not about Carson's playmaking ability. I think it's not about what he can do on the field. I literally think that this is nothing but like it's, it's, it's mental with him. Uh, how about this? Familiarity breeds comfort and it breeds optimism, right? And I think that what Carson Wentz and what he's doing, him realigning himself with Frank Wright, I think that's a step in the right direction for him. Remember what they said or what, what, what came out about after Carson Wentz was gone was that Carson Wentz was a uh, is it pragmatic or bombastic? No, they're both good words. He, you know, he's a contentious guy. He wasn't liked. He would make a lot of, he made a lot, a lot of bad fucking decisions during the game. He wouldn't let anybody hold him accountable. He never, ever took things on and say, yo, I'm, I made the wrong fucking decision. Right. I am whatever the fuck you think I am. I'm the perfect guy. Where Frank Reich was there and people, for people, new, new, new listeners, new watchers, Frank Reich is probably responsible for one of, or if not the greatest comeback in NFL history. Long live Frank Wright, even though even though he's in Indianapolis. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So as a as a backup, he understands his role. He understands, yo, I can't I can't overdo this. Jim Kelly's the guy, so this playbook got scaled down real small from me. I'm gonna stick to the script. I'm gonna run with Thurman Thomas. This defense is gonna get us out. If I gotta make a throw, make the throw. So again, the 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 familiarity part with Carson and Frank, I think this is gonna be Frank's. If Carson goes there and balls out, Frank Wright and whatever they got going on in Indianapolis, that's a good look for them. I just think that with Carson Wentz, I don't, I, I don't see it. I got a weird feeling that this guy, where there's smoke, there's fire. I always say this, Tom, where there's smoke, there's fire. A zebra can't set his stripes. Just because you put him somewhere in a smaller market, not as much pressure, the franchise didn't put this on you, you can't go inside a wall where people telling you, yo, blah, 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 blah. A zebra don't shed stripes. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I think that he's a he's an alpha, not even he's he's a type A personality. Denny, Denny Green, he he is who we think he is. He is he is who <laughs> we think he is, and I and I think the the old boy, the golly shucks, the whole Mayberry effect he took with people, that shit ain't gonna work. It's not gonna work because now it's yo, what are you doing? I actually read a couple articles in Indianapolis. Everybody in Indianapolis has questions like yo. What's this guy's deal? Is it the metal? We know he can do all this. Is he as bad as what they're saying from this guy, Phil, uh, saying San Laguido, I forgot his name, that wrote the article that exposed everything? That's on Frank Reich and for him. That shit is over. I'm glad it's over. I, I fuck with Carson Wentz. We said this. I'm a Carson Wentz guy. But to hear the stories about him not taking accountability, him holding on to the ball, him changing plays from Danelle Pumphrey and all these other things we talked about that I've met these guys and had conversations with, that shit, it just rang true. You're holding the ball. You're changing plays. Yo, the 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 play would be called. Yo, what's, what's my man's name that was offensive? Press Taylor. Press Taylor was bullied by him. Look this up. 
They say Press Taylor would be bullied by Carson Wentz. When he would try to talk to him about a breakdown or a play, the play design, Carson would say, next clip. Like, yo, next play. No, no, I know. And that's just like, it's not the bully we know, but you can't talk to your offensive, you can't talk that to your pass, position yeah, coach that passive like that. aggressive shit, yeah. Right, you can't do that. You, you, yeah. the, reason why, the reason why you play the ball, the reason why you play the game is to be coached. Yep. If you're coached properly, you're, yo, when you're coached properly, you're going to fucking succeed. This kid has this mentality that I've won 10 Super Bowls. I'm this, I'm that. You haven't won shit. You ain't won a playoff game, bro. Scale it the fuck down. Take a listen to what these guys are telling you. This is right. a good franchise. You, now you're inside the Colts where Mr. Ursay likes to take his pills and drink and do all this other shit. You think you had it bad here? Enjoy yourself in Indianapolis. I'm yeah. glad we got him out of the conference. As much yeah. as that, I'm glad he's not in the NFC. I'm so glad he's not in the NFC. He's not. Right. Um, Jalen Hurts, I'm encouraged. But, Tone, you said this on the last episode I was on with Mike and Press. Shout out to Mike and Press. My concern is, is that we are going to draft a quarterback. You or we're going to sign a quarterback. The black quarterback don't make the black quarterbacks don't make anybody fucking confident. Like black quarterback, because you got a black quarterback, don't mean don't draft another quarterback. It don't mean don't 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 sign another free agent quarterback. You might as well be invisible, yo. And I'll keep and I'm gonna keep saying it every episode. I think that that's completely fucked up. That given the situation that that guy that that young man was put in last year, and for that to be his audition, and for him to at least in my mind pass that audition with flying colors on and off the field when he had absolutely shit to do with what was going on off the field. Play he with. still stood there yep. and answered the media questions. Not only just answered yep. them, but answered them in the fashion that he did. Gave us as fans, yep. gave his teammates and the teammates that were playing and going to war with him the confidence that he did. Yeah. The fuck is he auditioning? Why is he auditioning again? The fuck? Real it don't make sense Does it, it, it's, it, it, it's not right for him. It's not right. Anytime you have a new coach and a new staff, Older players don't get the look because this isn't my guy. That's a term right. that they use. Nah, He's not my nah, guy. Nah, fuck that. Young black kings, we ain't gonna beat that. We ain't gonna beat that dead horse. Listen to that episode last <laughs> last week. Me and Preston went in no and doubt. we told you exactly what it what it was. I missed that. We got into the show and watched Yeah, but um, I missed that shit. Yeah, so I just want to wrap up. My bad. Be long with it, fellas. My bad. Nah, you cool. Um, this you haven't been on in a while, and I know the fans are waiting for they're waiting for these takes. Cliff. That's why you can. You know what I'm saying they're waiting for these takes. But um, that's the Eagles. We are what we are. Like I mean, Claire's hit it on the nose. We are fans. We're going to be watching. Claire's just said, just get pre- just get prepared for a long season. And I think that me and you have both said that. And we are prepared. We are. We sitting here like Cliff said. Baby girl got something to do. Wifey got something to do on Sunday. We got listen. We doing that. But you don't. I'm no longer. I can't fight. I can't fight. I, if I'm looking at the Eagles, I can't fight for you, dog. Know? You know I'm saying it's, it's more important than doing on a Sunday. Four. Facts. It's always been more important than on a Sunday, but I, I sacrificed that shit. TBD. You know what I'm saying? For y'all. No you know what I'm saying? <laughs> for y'all. And I ain't doing that shit no more. You know the game on. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going to do this for you. This what you want to do? Fuck right. It's done, baby. Say less. Just say less. You know what I'm saying? That's real shit. Yeah, so we already kind of talked about the next point, which was the upcoming draft, and we kind of anticipating them doing something with another quarterback. So we'll have our eyes put there. Uh, the only other thing around the league that I wanted to say was J.J. Watt is actually signed. He's a Cardinal now. Um, he's over there. He's reunited with D-Hop, even though they play on two different sides of the ball. But 
them Texans, mm. if, it's, if, it's, if it's an organization that's fucking it up more than us, I would have to say it's the, it's the Houston Texans, dog. Texans. At Texans. least we can look over there. Whenever it gets too bad, we can look over there and see the bullshit that they're doing. Yeah, man. it's a dumpster fire over there, man. It is a dumpster we fire. That. That's one thing that we talked about last week, too. Me and Press Coast is not feeling uh, the um, – the way that the that and that's that's why he he made me call the last week's episode that which was rightfully so young, young black king because we don't like the way that um the black free agent is treated versus the white free agent the white free agent seems to land at his destination in a very timely manner uh uh the narratives and everything in the news seem to go in his favor they re uh they uh they they uh rephrase all of his accolades tell you how even though that motherfucker watched like jj white had a good season in so long but they keep telling you about Wash. when he when he was you know what i'm saying versus deshaun watson who is in the thick of his prime whose prime is being fucked over by some by, by other people and they're trying to make it seem like he's huh, well you know he just signed a big contract well you know he just did this well, you know, fucking you know matter you know he's giving his all in that organization is fucking him over, right? Like right. it's like right. <laughs> it's don't shame. fucking matter. That's just where we're at with it. We really don't like it, but I did have to uh to make note that JJ Watt is signed. JJ Watt is signed. JJ Watt is somebody who I believe is over the hill. He might get some good snaps yeah. or whatever out of Arizona, but he's not about to affect the game in which he once did. And we have we have viable players out here who have viable gripes with their team who will affect the game in that manner. And they're being held hostage, and that's cool. Yeah. When the, when the, it's not even like they don't want to. It's not even like they're giving up on the organization. The organization is fucking them over, trading all the franchise players, trading all the help, leaving me with nothing. Like I said, I don't want to go back in the Young Black Kings again, but just in mentioning <laughs> J.J. Watt, that's the flip side of the coin. This what That wasn't too big up J.J. Watt. I don't really have a care either way about J.J. Watt, but it's really to say, like, damn, how come his situation can get solved no problem, smooth. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that's corny. To me. Went, yeah. ahead, went public with it. Remember, remember, the, remember everything with that. Where Deshaun Watson, Deshaun, you know, they had a not a GoFundMe. They created a campaign. We're going to get you released. We're going to go stop traffic and all this. This kid comes out and says, "Yo, don't go do that for me. We're going to figure this out internally. I appreciate everything. I get the fuck out of here." And they're holding them. JJ Watt goes public and makes everything public about it because, like he said, it's amazing how they code switch with. The black player versus the white player. For instance, with Tom Brady. When you see Tom Brady dog somebody out or do the same exact shit that Lamar Jackson does or Deshaun Watson does, oh, it's he's passionate. He's this, he's that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what happens. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I hate that shit. It's amazing. Um, the only other NFL news that I had this week was uh, I wanted to got to give uh, black woman her flowers, Maya Shaka, the first black woman named to the NFL referee staff. I like that name. That sounds like a strong black woman right there. Yeah, Maya yeah, Shaka, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I believe they said- Cool she, butter and shea or showy butter. What was she, a teacher? <laughs> was a profession? What was she doing? I think they said she was a teacher or something like that. Or? I'm not sure. I didn't look at her background. I'm gonna yeah, look into yeah, it. I'm gonna look that up. I don't wanna miss cool. I should, I, but she did something like, you know, really dope before she um got into officiating. Now, I wanna, I wanna say she was either a teacher or a professor, but I don't want to misquote, so I'm not the source. I'm not going to say that for sure, but that's that is dope to see a woman get that, a black woman to get that position. Oh. I'm all about equality, so it's something officiating. You know, if we got rough things, and these dudes can't see shit. Maybe when they got better eyes, man. with the lady, shit, mothers see everything. Mothers see everything, and hear everything. So shit. They missing every damn play. You know what I mean? So props to her for sure. Right. So definitely, definitely it's a, a history being made. 
We want to uh, give a big up to uh, Maya Shaka being the first woman, black woman referee in the NFL. Um, Cause you know, we do, we do like the NFL up and rightfully so because they're behind, they're behind, uh, they're late to the party and a lot of, on that, and a lot of, and a lot of things in that aspect when it comes to just race, when it just comes to us, they're, they're late to the party and a lot of shit. Sometimes they just, they ain't even coming to the party and they, and they telling you we won't be at that party. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, we don't, we're not attending. <laughs> Shout right. out to Adam Silver. How about that? Shout out to Adam Silver. He gets it. He fucking gets it. And then just the last bit of uh, tidbit of football tonight, and I actually saw this, and and uh, Clears brought it to my attention, man. But Flash Gordon, man, Flash Gordon is out here back in the headlines. Seven on seven. <laughs> he caught that. He caught two touchdowns in that seven on seven game. One of which was the game winning touchdown. Game winner. I seen that, John. Clears posed the question: Is that seven on seven bullshit? What is? What do y'all think? I want to know what y'all think, y'all. Ralph, you a football guy, and I know part of your football right. experience is in the spring when they get a little hot out there. They tend to leave right. the linemen alone. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll holler okay. at y'all. Yeah, yeah, y'all be <laughs> good. Y'all figure it out. You know what I mean? So, well, I'll, yeah. I'll go first. And I what take I say my is, I don't think seven on seven is bullshit for the skill positions because I think not having linemen out there means you know you won't be the one blitzing. So you know that Joker Pretty in front much. of you every every, every play he's doing some shit. And you got to be ready for it. Yeah, so I will say 7 on 7 does a lot for skill. To, for me, I'm not a football aficionado, but for me, it looks like <laughs> in, in skill positions. Does it help the quarterback? No. The motherfucker's just sitting back there with no kind of pressure at all, no nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's, as far as that fight on the line, as far as that, that foot race between a cornerback, between a wide receiver, I think it's a lot is to be said in 7 on 7 for that. So I want to be one. I'm going to I'm going to hop out there on the ledge and I'm going to put a little stock in here. Also, because y'all know how I carry it. Uptown Tone is a pie head. I'm going to carry it for the pie heads for my man, Flash Gordon. There's nothing he can't do. He's not. He hasn't lost a step. I'm going out on deep end, man. Sign him again. Sign him again. Sign again. Y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead. I'm just trolling. No, 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 listen. I didn't watch the first thing. I'm going to check it out, though. It got some. It's real. I ain't going to say it's straight BS. I right. mean, it's hard when you're trying to evaluate NFL talent looking at that. Exactly. From afar, as a fan's perspective, I like to watch a little flag football thing they had going on for a little while. The Mike like Mike Vick and Ocho Cinco had their little flag football league a little bit. I mean, it's just something fun, something to watch. Uh, ain't nothing where right. ain't nothing like the matchup between, like you said, the matchup between a quarterback and a, a cornerback and a wide receiver out there going at it. I, I looked up the rules. The way they got it is. There's a couple of things I like, a couple of things I don't like. All right, it's three offensive linemen, three defensive linemen, and, and then they, and they got the wide receivers and tight ends and whatnot out there, you know what I'm saying? And then, it, like, on convergence, the quarterback get four seconds to throw a pass, and it's one-on-one receiver versus one quarterback and one wide receiver, and the quarterback got four four seconds to throw the ball. So a little stuff like that make, make it interesting to watch. The shit I don't like is they, they re-pull the teams, they redraft the teams every week. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you only get two. You get two franchise players that stay with your franchise through the whole league, the whole season, and the rest of the team they mix up. Offensive linemen and defensive linemen stay together though. Yeah, they is like a set. So that shit is wild. Like I'm like, how the hell y'all yeah. do that? How yeah. do you how do you reach top football if you're not playing black, together? There's some black ownership in the or the teams. I know. Um, I know Austin Eckler has a team. Oh, uh, nice. I think back. Quavo got a team. Quavo and somebody else got a team, nice. and they, they with the ball from um, the young ball from um, 
to do YouTube videos for the kicking young boys. I always like to follow his name, Destroyer. You know his name? Yeah, he I know his name. Yeah, I like him. I like yeah. him a lot. He, um, he, he didn't play college football because they were trying to uh, yep. get him. Because he, he was monetized. He's yeah, he everywhere now, though. He's everywhere now. It's something, you know, another little venue to go check out. So I, I like it for that much. I'm going to check it out. It's streaming on Twitch every week. So I'm going to check it out a little bit. Maybe some interests to watch it. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? But um, it's never going to be real football, you know what I'm saying? Right, because, right. Because you can't evaluate talent, but maybe a little bit. You can, you know, we talk about measurables. We talk about speed and you know, and, and somebody, how high somebody can jump and different things like that. And and Josh Gordon still got that because he out there busting ass. So Right, right. He can locate <laughs> that rock. He can locate that rock. I know that. And the crowd, he can locate that rock. But it ain't totally BS. And remember this. Kurt Warner came from the um arena league, you know what I'm saying? So that's a fact. And you know, what you call him? Uh, I I keep forgetting his name, and I and I need to. I gotta stop disrespecting this bull because he's from Temple. He's from the city and everything. But me and Ease was sitting on one Sunday, not even Sunday. It was a Saturday, and we watch arena football. DJ oh, PJ. PJ yeah. something. P, uh, shit. The black quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah, his yeah. fucking name. Yeah. 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 He played yeah. yeah. play for the Panthers. Right? He played for the Panthers. Yeah. He's yeah. not for kids. He can play. Yeah. You give him a pigskin and, 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 and 11 and 10 other guys, he's going to play some football. Right, that right. boy is a football. You put him in any. And I think that when you have these little leagues, these novelty leagues, it's always those guys. Still out there too playing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. always those guys in this novelty league. You don't know his story. You don't know why he's not playing at the top level, but he can play I at the top him. level. And he's kind of trying to find his end. And he ends up in a league like that. So I would just say it's always I – I would, I would just look for the next name from that because the NFL is always fast. It's always forward thinking in, in that way. They don't leave any stone unturned when they're looking for talent and shit like right. that. They don't go anywhere looking for that. Jordan my lot People yeah. look at you, so I'm not hating on it. I'm all about opportunities for best few black right. men. As much as we get on sports and how backwards they are for these rich white mom, these rich white dudes running it and all that, but it's, it's uh, sports has been one of the, the the best ways for young black men to get some income and hopefully have an opportunity to create some generational wealth. So you know, it's all about what you do with the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So you know, like you said earlier, talking about LeBron and them, and just you just gotta do it in your own way. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, Make sure you pave the way for you, for the next generation to come back to you. You know what I mean? Don't squander your opportunities for sure. Facts. Yeah, yeah, man. That's that's all I got for the four 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 this week, man. I feel like it was a very strong episode. I appreciate you, Cliff. I appreciate you, Cliff. Yo, I appreciate y'all guys inviting me. It was fun, man. You know, anytime. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is signal up, man. Put that signal up, man. Let's see him out there. You see him out there, man. No, we both are we are, we both are huge comic book fans. Not only that, but when I used to rap, I used to call myself the Black Bruce Wayne. So I definitely appreciate uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, yeah, I was saying I'm a Black Bruce books and anime and all that. So I don't just do sports; I do it all, man. So my man, Cliff. My man, Cliff. Let me, gotta, let me, you, let me, you gotta let me ask you a question. COVID and everything. Go ahead, Cliff. Go ahead, ask him. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, ask him, Cliff. Put him on our spot. Y'all, 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 hype for this uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League or no? Cause I am. What? The Zack Snyder's Justice League. We talked about a few years oh, ago. Oh yeah, Tom. yeah, yeah. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to get all that extra. Cause I liked even the um the Batman versus Superman extended. Superman. Version, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, me like, and you, me and you I, are like minded with that. I love that movie. That joint gonna be like four hours or something crazy. I heard though. Oh, and it's joke. rated R. 
Yeah, it's rated R. Yeah, okay. Yep. I'm about to say if, if that's the joint that you sent me the whole synopsis and you was telling me to look at it because the bull had yeah. to, that he had this is like two years ago. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 If that's coming out, if that's coming to fruition, I'm, I definitely want to see that. I believe. Sure, want to see that. It's sure. 18. Yep. On HBO Max, four yeah. hours, rated R. That's what I'm like, y'all comic, y'all comic book guys. Y'all so like, let me check the post. Like, let me check the post cool. of the room. I'm just trying to be cool. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I'm, on I'm it, with man. that too. I'm with that. Yo, WandaVision. Yo, all right, we will. We can rap. Right. We can plug me in with the man that got the man that can get to this man. Tom, please. Right. Man. Listen, I'm going to. I'm gonna put y'all together. Don't even worry about, about it. The, you know, you talk about the 420 man. Put them smoke signals in the air too. Massey those too, man. You know what I mean? Listen, you already listen. We, listen, we already here. Look, Cliff, Cliff, you tell the people where they can find you, man. And when he's done, clears, you tell the people where they can find you, man. No doubt. Uh, yo, check me out. It's your cousin Cliff talking shit. I'm on IG. It's Cliffy Baby Two on Five. Um, I'm, I got my own podcast too. If you get some time, check me out. It's called Driving in the Right Lane. Last Out Studios or anything else, Uptown Worldwide, Faux 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 Podcast, my man Tone. You know what it is. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate, Appreciate you too, Cliff. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, you can catch me on IG just talking my regular shit. That's Wiz Marvel. That's S-W-I-Z-Z-M-A-R-V-E-L. Under the same IG. You catch me the same name on Twitter, talking my sports shit, connecting with other folks in the city on my sports talk. Catch me on there too. Or, you know, I got a little Facebook group I'm jumping off and you don't know shit about sports, so... Yeah, I mean, we we going to get the podcast and all that. So we definitely going to connect and reconnect for sure. It was fun doing this, yo. Appreciate sure, man. Y'all know who I am, man. I say it every week. It's Uptown Tone, Uptown Zone, man. Follow me on Uptown Tone on everything. Yep, fo 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 fo. New episodes. It's coming. This episode will be out next week. Young Black Kings is out. Check me out on Uptown Tone presents the COVID Chronicles. Check me out on Streets is watching. We out here, man. Podcast pioneer. We trying to be the new media out here, man. What we say matters. You know what I'm saying? One more thing, Tone. One more Go thing. Ahead, Shout out to Joel and B. He donated $100,000 to, to homeless in Philadelphia. And actually, yep. a company I work for called Project Home. Was fighting nice. homeless over shelters and things like that. So this is a dope move as we celebrate our Black Kings out here doing great things for the community. It's bigger than sports. It's bigger than all this, man. You always got to give back, and I just want to appreciate the boy for that for one for sure. And that's what we'll it fucking is. Man. That's what it is, folks. We will see you next week. I appreciate you, gentlemen. Fo fo fo. We here, right, man. Let's holler, y'all. Peace.